and may be inappropriate for persons under the age of 18. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show on 97.1 The Eagle. Let's see. Hello, Bruce. Are you there? Hello. Thank you for your patience. Hi, doctor. Appreciate your call. What would you like to chat about? Tonight? Well, I'm kind of having some problems with my love life. All right. Uh, I caught my boyfriend cheating on me, and I really don't know what to do. What would be the difference between your boyfriend or your girlfriend? If they cheat on you, they cheat on you. They don't seem to want to be with you. Yeah. The best thing to do with this, of course, is to turn him loose. And you know what? I think he's listening on the other line. Oh, well? Hello, Jackie, you there? I just want to apologize. You know what? It's a little late for your apologies, Jackie. I mean, well, I come tell on. You what, I tell you what. If you want to well, talk with me. Can you tell him, please? I'll never do anything like that again, and I love you, and I'm very sorry. I'm very sincere, but please don't make it. Now, Bruce, if you're listening on the air still, we had to kind of cut off the thing because if you and he want to get into a discussion, it's fine. But a good relationship, whether it be a male and female, or female and female, male and male, it's not the issue here. The issue is, what are we going to do with our lives? What are we going to do? What kind of understanding are we going to develop? Stop the presses. Michael Jackson has had a super-secret private meeting with... Howard Stern. So what happens when the king of pop gets together with the self-proclaimed king of all media? As a matter of fact, uh, entertainment tonight will be interested in this. In Howard Stern's Miss America, the shock jock reveals that he was summoned to Dolly Parton's New York apartment last year for a top secret meeting with Michael Jackson. He says that Michael's and Dolly's manager, Sandy Gallen, arranged the meeting because he believed Howard had enough powerful influence to help Jackson recover from allegations of child molestation. He says Gallen said, quote, Because your radio show is so powerful and your listeners and your fans love you, that starting tomorrow, start to talk about how Michael has been wronged and how horrible it is. Stern writes that he couldn't help but stare at the King of Pop's heavily made-up face and the bandage on the tip of his nose, and no way was he going to help them out. Quote, these guys must think I'm the world's biggest bleep, bleep, if they think I'm going to buy this bleep. Howard Stern's new book, Bleep, modestly titled Howard Stern's Miss America, will hit stores in about two weeks. A child's world is a fragile one, and that's why you need the Ben Stern Daycare Center. If you want to turn your child into an overachieving, self-hating megalomaniac who spends his days hiding from his family and his nights masturbating, then the Ben Stern Daycare Center will work for you. Shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Sit down! At the Ben Stern Daycare Center, learn current events. Do you feel that the United States should remain in the United Nations as a member of the United Nations? Howard? Yes, I really do. Well, there should be peace in all the countries and we wouldn't have any war. Any spark of vitality will be eradicated by our professors. Because we don't want the Japs anymore. <laughs> I told you not to be stupid, you moron. Hear children being badgered into selecting a political party. I, I myself are is, is a Democrat. Are a I'm a Democrat. Shut up! Sit down! If you want a son who dresses like a hell's angel and has never even ridden a moped, you need the Ben Stern Daycare Center. Let me ask you another question. Now, Howard, I don't want any foolish answers from you, otherwise don't answer. Every child is given every chance. Well, let's say, well, if you want to be religious, yeah. I think you should go to it. And also, is it, it, let's say... Shut up! Sit down! 
You'll hear four-year-olds intellectually bludgeoned by questions that send even William F. Buckley to the rubber room. President Kennedy now is going around the country asking the people to vote for Democrats. He wants more Democrats in the House of Representatives and the United States Senate. Do you think that the president is doing a wise thing in going around the country asking the voters to support him by electing Democrats? If you want a doctor or a lawyer, look elsewhere. Shut up! Sit down! But if you want a sniveling mess, the Ben Stern Daycare Center is for you. Here's a typical exchange. Not too, don't scream and don't talk not too close. When I give you the signal. What'd you say? <clears throat> What's the matter? You stupid? Yeah. Spy on our founder, Uncle Ben, mumbling to himself, and learn useless information that will confound you. We are now testing this out for proper modulation. As you will know, when you record, the proper modulation that is required is for the electric eye, which is a green type of tube will open and close as we record. Now I will play this back to hear the quality whether, and whether this is operating. Thank you. Have your kids learn from a man who sings black show tunes like he has a head cold and a punctured eardrum. Old man river, that old man river, he must know something, he don't say nothing. When they finally catch that new nut on the campus of the University of Florida, you can be sure that he's a graduate. These are the results of being locked in a dark room for three months. Yes, even deaf children can be tortured as Ben cuts through on some sonic level only known to dolphins and whales. And for the future of our country and the world. Uh, thank you very much. The Ben Care Stern Day Center. What's the matter? You stupid? Why, yeah. Shut up! Sit down! Come on, you don't have to belt up a whole song just at appropriate spots. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy the music. Been a good place. Yeah, try them. Come on, you guys. It's more like my, uh, my normal work, you know. Nobody wants to hear you talk, just belt. Everyone. Uh. <laughs> 
Wow. Boy, guys do belch better than women, don't they? I guess. <laughs> 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 Holy mackerel. At some point. Well, there it is. Yes. This guy has made a career out of being outrageous, obscene, and obnoxious. He's been brutally fined by the FCC. He has been blasted by critics, commentators, and censors alike. He is nevertheless fabulously successful in shocking radio, blue television, and now with a best-selling autobiography that is heavy on celebrity put-downs and lesbian daring do. Here to expose his private parts, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Howard Stern. How are you? Thank you, Geraldo. You're a real great guy. Let me tell you, that was one. That was one nice introduction. What do you call me? Obnoxious, obnoxious, and rude. Yeah. Okay. And what is he? He's not obnoxious and rude. I see. All right. I got to take a break. We'll get the show started right after these words. You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. More after this. Ninety-seven-one. The Eagle. Yo, what's up, Howard? This is Coolio with the flow down to go toe to toe with the ain't afraid to go straight for the mass. So it goes all the way live for 96. I'm in the mix, full of D's like that. Straight like that, I'll never be whack. I used to smoke crack, but now I know more. And this is LV in the place to be. Howard Stern Show. Thank you, LV. Thank you, Coolio. Those guys were really good on that Billboard Awards. It was the only redeeming thing on there. They were good. When I get to the bottom and then blue. <laughs> Whatever he Mr. says. Mr. Vance Hogan have to know some of the words. Nothing. I cannot memorize words. That is my problem. My pants are so tight that I had to unbuckle them. They're now unbuttoned and my flyers open. They're so tight that I, I just, I'm sitting here with everything unbuttoned. <laughs> well, what's happening? I'm getting very fat. That's what's happening. I, I don't uh, exercise anymore because I've been busy with book signings and my schedule's been very busy. And I'm, I got to the... Friday, I went home. I was going to drive to Philadelphia Saturday morning. Yes. I was going to sleep in my own bed at home, get up, and then go to Philadelphia on Saturday early, morning. Early morning, yes. So then all Friday, I'm sitting there, everyone's saying it's going to snow, there's going to be a storm, it's going to be, uh, you know. It's going to be impossible, that's yeah. what we're telling you. And on Friday already, there were hundreds of people camped out, and freezing cold temperatures, yes. bitterly cold temperatures, and I said, well, how, how will it look if I can't get to Philadelphia after people have spent the night in the cold? would look pretty bad. So I got in the car, and I went over to uh, the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. I, I, I got a hotel room, mm -hmm. and I, uh, I, you know, I decided to go over there. And the second I hit the room, I got there about 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I, I ate all of the cashews from the mini bar. You think that hotel nuts don't have calories? I know they do. I, that's not wacky. I know I'm eating no, fat. You will never eat nuts anywhere else. There was just nothing to eat, and I was starving. They have 24-hour room service. Yeah, but by the time those guys get up there, I want to go to bed. So I just jammed in a whole jar, and I said, oh, I'll just have a few of these cashews treat myself. And then I ate the whole jar, and then they had something called mixed. Ralph, what was that in my room? Mixed? Trail mix, is it? Like a trail mix. Yeah. A, a spicy, 
<laughs> it was a Mexican word for it. What was the Mexican word? What? They were like oil-soaked crackers. No, what were they called? Spicy... Spicy spicy trail mix or something. Spicy like trail... No, it's not. Right, thank you. Goodbye. It's a salsa. That's what it was. A salsa... salsa. Trail mix? Yeah. <laughs> With little nuts and biscuits and whatever. Real spicy. I ate those. And then I just felt so disgusting afterwards that I passed out and went to sleep. <laughs> After watching a porno movie. Yeah. All the hotels have porno, but they have an X-rated channel where you can, you know, it's a pay-per-view thing. For nine ninety-five, you get porno. I was at a hotel not too long ago where they had uh, uh, something that you could put on 24 hours. It wasn't just buying a mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. You could actually order the porno channel. And anytime oh. you come in, the porno would be there. See, that's different. This yeah. was just like you could just... And what's order cool is you can order a movie, and it's, you know, from start to finish, you don't have to join it in the middle or anything. Yeah. But the porno kind of sucks because it's like a gentle porno. <laughs> like whenever they get down to any genitals or anything, they just cut away. They cut out all the real oh, so crucial parts. Yeah. soft core. Real soft. Because they don't show the penetration. Yeah, they can show a woman's breast. They don't show the guy's penis, but they and the, the, they show a little bit of the woman's genitalia. Yeah. That's fine. Men know yeah. right. Right. Why would they? You know, because that is the adult. <laughs> movie yeah i mean if you're gonna why would they block out certain things or cut it they made it like in good taste <laughs> like good taste porno, porno. Good taste. yeah it just makes no sense good taste porno <laughs> who wants that so you're watching it and you're like mm, there's such good porno out now the best porno ever made i gotta get into my computer because uh i wrote down the name of the best porno ever made i talked what about it i talked about it in my new book yes and I described the porno, but I didn't know the name because I lost the porno while I was writing the book. And the guy wrote me a letter reminding me of the name, the guy who produced it and, and stars in it. Oh, he appreciates your uh, endorsement. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what the best porno movie ever made was. You get this movie. They just re-released it as a result of my book. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll give the guy a plug because it's the best porno movie I ever saw. It's what a, makes this one so good? Well, as, stand out above the rest. As I say in the book, it's, it's a bondage it's called, I thought it was called Bondage Farm, but it's not. I know which one of it. Yeah. It's this guy who's this really fat, disgusting guy. He's got a sweater. When he lifts up his arm, there's big holes in his sweater. And he's just out in the middle of nowhere. And the, the movie opens up. He's in the middle of tying this girl up. And he's got like a red ball in her mouth. And he's like, you know, he's beating, you know, he's, he's beating her with a, um, with a whip. This is pretty old by now. Yeah. And this reporter comes, and the reporter's like this sexy chick. And the guy wrote me a letter said that this chick now is married and has a family and stuff. But, but see, now is this based on fact, or is this just somebody's... No, no, no. He tells me the girl who stars in the movie not only lives with her husband and kids, but also her master lives there in the house with them. She's really into bondage. Uh-huh. She has a master. Who is in charge of you know torturing her? Right, and stuff. her just, husband couldn't do it. Yeah, you're right. You got to get a special guy. Yeah, and he like lives in the house with the husband and the kids. And the husband doesn't mind. I got to go. No. Wait a minute, there's a sequel here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this this guy this guy looks like a real douchebag who stars in the movie, which is great because I look like a douchebag, and I you know and I you only figure you can be that guy. Right. You identify. And he's got a really strange rap. He's like, you know, he talks real quiet like this to the girls. And he's like, so. You want the story? You want a newspaper story about bondage? She goes, yeah, yes. <laughs> and if you want a story about bondage, do you know what bondage is? Do you know about the three things of bondage? She goes, no. They're love and hate and respect. Did you know that? 
She goes, yes. I didn't know there was a philosophy. Yeah, right, there's a whole what philosophy to bondage. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, do you want me to teach you about love and hate and respect? Oh, love, fear, and respect. Do you yeah. want me to do love and fear? Yes. All right. I want you to take off all your clothes, get completely naked. You have to be willing to submit if you want the story. I can't do that. Do you want the story? Yes. If you want the story, you've got to take off your clothes now. And I'm going to tie you up over there. If you don't want the story, you can leave. Okay, I'll do it. She takes off her clothes. And she looks, and she's really convincing, like she's really embarrassed. Uh -huh. She's got the biggest breast ever. So this is a... a but they're real. A good actress. In yeah, world. she's really good. Did she win an award? No, I don't know. I, this is the best porno I've ever met. I got, you know, I got the name of it in my computer, but I, I don't want to dial my house because then everyone gets my phone number. I'll do it during the commercials. I'll give you the name of this Get film. It later. Yeah. And so it's been re-released. Yeah. And with a special director's cut because uh, you can tell the guy cut. The guy shot the whole thing with his own video camera. <laughs> yeah, this is no movie. But he does a whole director's rap about how he made the movie Over. and where everyone is and everything. You got the new one? Because evidently, yeah. Cause, oh, yeah, I have the director's cut. Because <laughs> evidently, a lot of people like me dug this movie, so we... It's a cult favorite. Yeah, it is. I've never seen this one. No. I love this porno movie. It gets me so excited. Me see it? I can watch it for three seconds, have an orgasm, and then I put it away, and then I watch it again, and I put it away. You, you just you oh. go through the whole movie that way. You yeah. need like three minutes of it a day. Yeah, well, when I originally saw the movie, I, it took me over a year to watch it because <laughs> I would see it. It would get me so excited. I would only you know after after you finish, you don't want to watch a porno movie. You're disgusted with yourself. I would used to take it. I used to throw it. That's why my mind broke. And one time I even threw it out. That's why I lost it. I threw it out. Because you, Why do you get so angry at this film? I get, because it, it, it keeps, <laughs> because I'm embarrassed. I'm a slave to the film. <laughs> and I get angry and I throw it in the garbage. And I threw it out and I just said, you know what, I'm done with this. And then you throw it out and then like the next day you're like, you know. Oh, that's pretty funny the, too. There's yeah. a you're a character in this new movie. Yeah, the next day you're digging through the trash looking for that porno movie. Because I'm addicted to this one particular <laughs> porno film. And it is the best porno film ever made. This isn't the one with the horse and all that stuff. No, 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 no. That doesn't turn me on. That's just more of an oddity. Like the the, the Japanese anime tape. That doesn't yeah. get me off. It just it's just it's That's captivating. Comedy. Yeah. Watching three three Japanese dudes <laughs> run up and down a beach. I didn't even know Japan had beaches. Run up and down a beach, get Japanese girls out of the water, and they take a surfboard and get them. Never knew it. I thought it was inland. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. I don't care what Japan is. Oh dear. Doesn't affect my day. <laughs> I don't need to know that. So anyway, I got to. Uh, That's some education you got. <laughs> I got no education. I got you know you grow up in a black community, you get the worst education, Robin. You really do. Again. Here we go. Blame the blacks. Because you know I blame the whites. I blame the whites. All the white teachers are like. Eh, bunch of watches. We don't have to teach them about Japan. They're never going to need it. It's good. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there. I'm a white guy. I needed to know they about Japan. Given everybody that education, <laughs> yeah, right. So they didn't you. Yeah, because I know those those white teachers, those whiteies think they're like ah, these Schwarzes, they don't need, they're never going to need to go to Japan, <laughs> <laughs> right? They'll never evolve anymore. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They'll be living here forever. Yeah, they'll be on the geography should be these four corners. <laughs> yeah, I forget. You know, I can barely get these Schwarzes to sit in a room, let alone go to Japan. Just busy loading their guns in the back anyway. <laughs> it's hard enough to get them to sit still. 
I'm going to sit and teach him about Japan. How take a long plane ride? <laughs> <laughs> How many of these sponsors are going to get out of the ghetto and get to go to Japan anyway? What are they going to do with that information? Better you teach them how to defend themselves against gun, gun attacks, random shootings. You should be learning the kids. intricacies of garbage because that's yes. what they're all going to be, garbage men. Better we teach them to wear a rubber so they don't get the VD. Uh, they're failing there, too. And, and spread it to the white community. <laughs> they can't teach anything, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get much of an education. Get old man. <laughs> so, wait. Ooh, I got such gas. Is it trapped? Ooh, I trapped gas. <laughs> oh, my pants are so tight. But I'm wearing them. How, much do you, how could you have gained that much over the weekend? No, nah, not on the weekend. You know what it is? After all, like, you know, when I started writing the book, I stopped doing a lot of exercising. Yeah. And th but then. Once I started with these TV appearances and book appearances, I stopped running and everything because I found I was getting really run down, like yeah. almost like getting a cold all the time. I almost felt like I had the flu all the time. I know, the syndrome. So I just said, forget it. I'm going to eat. i got to have a voice. Like, when I go on the Tonight Show, i got to have a voice. Mm -hmm. So I just stopped doing everything. And every day in Los Angeles, for lunch I had pasta, and for dinner I had pasta. Uh -huh. Big bowls of pasta and bread, and I just went wild. I ate wi wildly. But I stopped exercising, and now I'm wearing the tight pants today to remind myself. Oh, I see. I have a super long day today. i got to go shoot some stuff today. I have a super long day. I'm going to wear the tight pants. My, my testicles are completely restricted. <laughs> Everything is bound up in there. But you are going to wear them anyway. Yeah. Because you know what I was doing? I was doing the sweatpants thing. Oh, I was thinking, no, you had gotten into that? And I was thinking, you know, I'm not that fat. These fit okay. Pull yourself. Yeah. When he gets into those sweatpants, he can really start to spread. I can expand, spread. <laughs> yeah, I do. So I, I know I'm out of control, and I've got to get back into a routine, a regimen. Because I start lensing my movie soon. <laughs> you can't lose it now. Yeah. That's right, Jackie. That's a term that you wouldn't be familiar with. Yeah. If you're, you're I, have, I thought Jackie had made movies. Oh, he's made movies, but n n you wouldn't call those lensing. He made bondage farm. <laughs> bondage farm. That donkey movie. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so with this Philadelphia thing, Friday I got word that it was going to snow and stuff. I said, there's no way. If people are going to be out there waiting. You're not going to disappoint. Yeah, I was happy that it was snowing because I thought maybe the turnout would be light. You could leave early. My luck, 18,000 people showed up and slept in the snow. There were people on blank. Gorilla saw a guy. It snowed a lot down there? It snowed like crazy. Oh, it was freezing rain. People stood out there. Their books were wrecked. Really? It was unbelievable, and it was overwhelming to me that people would wait that long for me. You know, it was really quite gratifying. So I said, I better get out there and sign every book. So what I did was I cut off the line, as I said, at 10 o'clock. I signed every book. That people brought to the book sign. You know, I signed one book per customer because we had 18,000. Otherwise, it would have been there until, you know, yeah. you know, midnight. You'd be there today. And uh, got into town. I, I brought Ralph with me. It was it, That was my big dilemma, whether to bring Ralph. Because I, Ronnie was driving me down. I didn't know whether or not I wanted Ralph in the car. Like, I just wanted to be alone for once. You know, but I needed Ralph to you do... Ralph to go sit up front with Ronnie? I guess I could. Well, this is the thing. I said to Ralph, you saw people camped out, huh, Gorilla? Yeah, it was like a shanty town they made. I know. They they just basically put, like, plastic things over, like, their, their blankets or their uh, sleeping bags and cardboard boxes and stuff. How did 
these people know what to do? I don't know. There's a whole, like I saw one guy on the internet saying, "I really want to go to one of Howard's book signings, but I please somebody write back to me. I don't understand what you do if you have to pee, and you're online, and no one would write back to him. Damn. And he was like, he was desperate. He was like, I don't understand. Am I supposed to stand there? I don't mind. I don't mind camping out, but what do I do when I have to pee? <laughs> Like, you can't leave the... Like, what do you do? And I, I'm like, I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that. That is a yeah, good question. Yeah, there's uh, information out there, but nobody's giving it away. Well, when I was on Long Island, about ten people came up to me and said, we just released in our pants, and then... Well, wait a minute. You didn't see any stains. I, I didn't look. <laughs> I didn't inspect. But they said, listen, I had to go. I had to go real bad, and I just peed. Pee on himself? Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's one guy I know where it depends, like a diaper. Well, that I can understand. An adult diaper. At least that's taking some precautions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do that either, but at least yes. you're not soiling everything. Wet your diaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm telling because you... There are. There is a body of knowledge out there. It's like that guy and that woman who came in here that day. Mm -hmm. The woman said, I knew nothing about... Standing on a line for that long, yeah. And a guy had his chair, yeah. Hot cocoa. Hot co he was ready. He was ready for any eventuality. And he got laid. Because, That's why. Because he became an important player. Yeah. In her life. That's right. He took care of her. I can't tell you how many guys in Philadelphia got laid on that line. I swear to you, Robin, they're calling into. The, am I right? There, there were a lot of people that were like hooking up. They hooked up. One guy came up. There were two guys who came up to me, separate separate points in the line, and just said, "Howard, I owe you my life, man. I can't." Uh, this girl was a knockout. This guy hooked up with her online, and this guy was no beauty. You had to see what was going on. I had them. Was, I had them all give um, phone numbers, so maybe we can call some of them. Yeah, I would. I would like yeah. some verification. Yeah. It was definitely not. It was. It was like Woodstock. That, that's why my friends went down. A bunch of friends from Brooklyn yeah. started to go down because they've heard so much about it, and they were like, "Screw it!" So they just drove down to Philly, and they had like a great time. It would have been great if it. It just if it hadn't rained. Because it, let me, let me it did put a damper on it. Those people had a great time no matter what. Yeah, I'm I know. Telling you. Well, the Philly fans it, are among the best because yeah, they are the they best. They both yeah. stood out in the rain at any yeah. of our rallies or anything. They, the weather does not deter them. And the Philly Police Department this time, no problems. They were great. They, they graciously let me stay How there. How long were you there? I was there, I don't know, six or seven hours, I guess. So from 10, what time did you get in? About 9.30 started. Yeah, it started 9.30. Yeah. Because I was there and I got, and, and like, so anyway, so let me get back. So okay. my big dilemma was whether to bring Ralph with me. Because uh, Entertainment Tonight was going to do a piece. They, they have me on every night now. I know. I was, find some way to work you in. I'm going to be on tonight with the whole Philadelphia thing. Well, you know what their problem is? I figured all this out. They were ignoring you when they had ratings. Right. Now they don't have any ratings. Mm. They're getting their butt kicked. Yeah. So they need anything they can get to yeah. help hype the ratings, because they're going to they're be canceled if this keeps up. But you want to know something? I didn't know they were in ratings trouble, but I'll tell you something. Um, they were smart, because it was, an, it was the most incredible story that you could really follow, that there were people in snow and rain and ice. In fact, you should see the pictures from the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. They have the crowd at 15,000. The police told me 18,000, but that, why haggle over 3,000 people? Once again, we'll need a new recount. Yeah, but... Um, Chubby Checker came by, Joe Frazier. Smoking now, how Joe Frazier. Chubby? Chubby's a big fan. <laughs> Chubby, like, oh, but you know, Chubby hugged me and, like, nearly broke my neck, nearly snapped it off. Because he's getting big, he's Chubby. <laughs> yeah, he is Chubby. And he, like, grabbed me and he got really into it and he was like, you know, when a guy squeezes you a little too hard, he got a little too physical with me. <laughs> and I was just like, Chubby, I can't breathe. <laughs> I really was. But anyway, I, so 
my whole big dilemma was, well, do I bring Ralph? Because I really want to be alone. Let Ralph blow my hair out here, and then I'll just, you know, I can, I can, so I won't look so great. Big deal. Because sometimes he can be real annoying. Like, all of a sudden, you're sitting in the back of the car. And I get excited when I'm in the back of the car because I can watch movies and junk. Uh-huh. Suddenly, Ralph's there and making noise. It's just another body there. But, th but then again, he's a real help to me. So, uh -huh. I told him to come. So, then it became, he was like, oh, well, I didn't know we were leaving tonight. I go, yeah, well, it's an emergency decision. There's going to be snow. I'll bring my Jeep. I'll follow you guys into Jersey. I'll park my Jeep in Jersey, and then you can drop me off in Jersey when, you know, something like that. So instead of just leaving his Jeep at my house, he brought his, you know... Oh, he did that thing, huh? So then we're, he's following us, and his Jeep is so broken down that he can't go over six... You know, Ronnie was ready to cruise at about 80 miles an hour because the roads were empty. This imbecile can't go faster than 65. Because his Jeep won't keep up with us. I was keeping up with him fine. No, you weren't. We slowed down. That's why you kept up. I don't know what Ronnie's... Yeah. Ronnie was busy tailgating. I don't know. And I don't know. Ralph has about. this thing with Ronnie. They always end up in a fight. And they always, and it's just really... I don't know. Ralph's really unprofessional. <laughs> he, just, you know, he just can't... I'd fight with Ronnie. What, what happened at the book signing, man? That I had to have you removed. What? Nothing happened. Why do you think you, all of a sudden so Aileen Ronnie, showed up and had to take your place helping Because me. I was taking her place and then she came. No. I said to Joe, you get Ralph out of there now. There's a big argument going on between him and Ronnie. And I don't want that in front of my fans. It wasn't a big argument. Ronnie... Whatever Ralph does is always drawing attention to himself. Always. He's no. got to draw attention to himself. What was that arguing going on? I, Ronnie, Ronnie made some kind of, like, like noise or something like and i thought he would i said what was that ronnie like i was asking him i thought i did something wrong or something yeah and he's like he's like no, 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 no. i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i was like oh i wasn't like i was he thought i was like a kid. i don't know but all i, I know, know is he just got weird all of a sudden oh he got weird anyway uh, I there's that. always something going on with ralph yeah. so i just told the security guy pull ralph out <laughs> get him out now shoot him yeah so Anyway, so I couldn't decide whether to bring Ralph. So then Ralph's following me, right? Then all of a sudden, it becomes, it dawns on everybody that Ralph can't park his car in Jersey because we're going to park it at one of the rest stops. But if we park at the rest stop, that means when we come back, we gotta go, we got to go through the tolls and spin all right, the way around. Right, around the other side. Yeah, because there's no, there's no, there's no... In the rest stop right. where that joins on both sides. It's either on one side yeah. or the other. You can't. You don't have that middle kind of situation. So of course that whole thing slows us down, and now it becomes the Ralph trip. <laughs> and where we, I just said to Ronnie, what are you do about Ralph? Call Ralph in his car and tell him to go home. Please, just tell him to go home. I don't. It's all right. I don't care how I look. I want to go. I want to just get to Philadelphia, go to sleep, and be ready for the signing. That's why I'm leaving early, not to play with Ralph. <laughs> I didn't really care. So finally, yeah, I know you didn't care. Meanwhile, you so, did care. Why did you suggest it if you didn't care? Yeah. No, I said, in the first place, I suggested it so Howard could have some... His heart would have been broken if he couldn't go. It, it, some time in the car alone. Yeah. No, I was, ready, I was ready not to go. I had a lot of work no, I see. for Monday. Here. All right. Anyway, so... Um, do whatever you tell so me. So anyway, uh, he gets in the car finally. We find a place. And I just said, screw it. We'll circle around on the way back which will take us 15 minutes out of our way. And then we get down. And then Ralph, of course, says, hey, let's go to a go-go club. I'm all for that. Let's go to a strip club. That'll stop all for <laughs> Well, now he's That'll you for a while. For so, Why couldn't he uh, park at the go-go club? As we're driving, 
we see like the hottest hooker standing on the side of the road. This looked like Julia Roberts, pretty woman. Pamela Where Anderson. were you? It was like Pamela Anderson. We were in Jersey. Oh, okay. So I go, wow. And it was pretty close to where this go-go club was. So we we pull over, and I say to Ralph and Ronnie, go in, look over the go-go club. If it's not too crowded, we'll all go in. Have a few lap dances. <laughs> Because this was home of the couch dance and the shower dance, oh, so oh, I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, right. so anyway, I don't know. Anyway, shower dance. I said, i got to see this. So anyway, we pull in the back. Those two guys run in. They come running out like there's a fire in the place. Oh, man. They say, quick, let's get out of here. What the, happened? The girls... Uh, and we must have been there on an off night. The girls are obese. <gasps> really? Yeah, fat chicks. Oh. <laughs> All of them. No, no, no. There was, and I was like, "You're kidding!" On a Friday night. <laughs> he says, "No." He says, "He says there was one." What'd you say? The one on stage weighed what? The one on stage was probably a good 200 pounds, and it was belly fat. Oh, really? I you're mean, not talking just, just a beefy. No. Girl. You're talking a fat woman. So I said, "Well, maybe it's fetish night." You know, for guys who like chubby chicks. Well, and then all the three other girls were just ugly. Right. I mean, it was, it was skinny and ugly and just a mess. I mean, there was not one good girl in there. Wow. Yeah. They were hiding them somewhere. I don't know what was going on. So I just said, okay, let's go. So you guys had just pulled off the road. It was no place yeah. we knew. And you know what? It was no, no place we knew. So it was, it was great that we... So now we were going to make a quick getaway. And I was just as happy because, you know what, I was exhausted and I just wanted to go to bed. Because I've been up since 2 in the morning. Well, what happened to the hooker? Hooker was gone. But, we, I mean, we weren't going to let her in the car. No, I'm just we saying. You, know. you, just, you just saw this woman? You didn't even stop to talk to her or anything? Well, I rolled down the window and tried to rap to her, but then they pulled away, so I couldn't even <laughs> get a conversation going. So then... Uh, she was like on an exit ramp. Yeah, she was on an exit ramp. It wasn't like you could stop off and talk to her. So... Was <laughs> she working? Yeah, she oh, was no, really cute. Because remember, we, cause when we circled around and came back, there was a different hooker standing there. And she was ugly. She had already gotten work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She wasn't going to be out there long, believe me. And she was not going to be out in the cold. She had big boots. She looked really hot. So, uh... Are you sure she was good-looking or she was good-looking No, she was good-looking. high speed. She was good-looking at any speed. I'm telling you, this was a good-looking hooker. So, uh... We, you know, so I said, okay, good. We can get right out of here. Let's just get out. Ralph goes, uh... Excuse me. I have to urinate. So I'm like, what? I have to urinate. I said, Ralph, I have to urinate too, but I can't go in there and urinate. And you know what? You can hold it in. No, I really have to go. I said, you were just in there. Why didn't you go to the bathroom? Well, I wanted to come back out. And, you know, it's, it's like mumbling. and you know. So then I'm like sitting there waiting again for Ralph. It's just like the guy's it always... Was a Ralph trip. And even Ronnie said to me, how can you bring Ralph in the car? He said this to me before, and he says, he always annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know. I, I, I was fine. I was quiet. I was watching. So then he went in, and then... Um, so then we, we remembered that Janine from The Tonight Show, the girl who I spanked on The Tonight Show, right. was doing her all-lesbian act in Philly that night at Al's Diamond Cabaret. Is, is that in Philly? We didn't know. So now, I said, get in the car, let's find out where Al's Diamond Cabaret is, maybe it's on the way, we'll stop off at Al's Diamond Cabaret and catch the lesbian show. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I dial up the phone, and I say to the operator, it was a male operator, I said, do you know, I, said, I disguised my voice, I didn't want anyone to know it was me, I go, excuse me, do you know where Al's Diamond Cabaret is? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, he goes, I said, no, can you give me the phone number for Al's Diamond Cabaret? And he goes, oh, in Reading? <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy, you know. I guess everybody knows where it is. I go, yeah, I guess at Reading, wherever that is.
I get the number, I give it to Ralph. Ralph, of course, writes down the wrong number. I did not. All right. Now, we can't get the operator back. We can't get an operator back on. For some reason, the, the connection sucks. Uh-huh. And we can't get in touch with Al's Diamond Cabaret. And now it becomes like the most important thing of the night to get in touch with Al's Diamond Cabaret. No matter what. At all, at all costs, we've got to get over to Al's Diamond Cabaret and catch the lesbian show. And now it's like 11 o'clock at night. I want to go to bed anyway. <laughs> so finally, Ralph makes 50 phone calls. And he gets Al's Diamond Cabaret on the phone, and it turns out the guy even says, we tell him where we are. Reading's like an hour outside of Philly. Yeah, it's on the other side, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and he says, by the time you guys get here, the show will be over. And we hear guys screaming. It sounds like the Third Reich is in there. <laughs> and so Ralph goes, what's going on in there? They go, oh, the girls are doing their show. So it must be some show. Well, you heard a good reaction. Yeah. So we didn't get to see any lesbian show. So we pull into the uh, Four Seasons, beautiful hotel in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not far from there is that Rocky statue. Is that right? Yeah. I wouldn't know. You know, every time I've been to Philadelphia, I sit in a hotel room because <laughs> I can't go anywhere. So I sat in a hotel room, and I ate the cashews. I had a whole jar of those. I ate a whole jar of that trail mix. And then Ronnie and uh, Ralph were in my room, and this guy Joe, who were in security over there. And we were just sitting in the room watching this porno film. You're watching a porno film with four guys? Yeah. Oh, we just sat and watched the porno movie. It was really sad. That's awful. Yeah. I was actually missing my wife. That's terrible. <laughs> so, That's so we're watching the porno film. The porno film sucked. And then Haley, who's my publicist, she's in town, so we call her. Because she's real good looking and has, you know, big chest. So uh, we call her and say, can you come here? And so we can look at you. And we always think something's going to happen with Haley, but it never does. <laughs> you know, and then we get mad at her and think she, you know, and then and we think she's a real big tease and throw her out because she doesn't do anything. But of course, what's she, what's she going to do? do? Nothing. Well, she is a tease. She, she, she'll talk to you and, like, put her arm on you, you know. And she was wearing a micro mini skirt. She could, always does. Yeah. Cut up to her crotch. <laughs> right? So she, so she. Day, I'm sure she has hot pants on. As cold she, as it is. She was out having dinner in Philadelphia. With um, with someone I don't know, and then we said you got to rush over to the hotel because we got to see you. <laughs> so she rushes over because she thinks it's an emergency. Right, she thinks it's some business. Yeah, and then she's there, and we're like watching porno, <laughs> and she doesn't want to watch porno. She told us she didn't want, so I said, "All right," and then she left. And we're just sitting there watching porno. I said, I'm going to bed. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> what a night. <laughs> My night out on the town. <laughs> better to Finally get to away know. from home. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Watch porno yeah. with three guys. Yeah. <laughs> three horny guys. And Joe had a cold, and he's like sniffling on me. Oh, and, like, and he's like, what, you, when you were with him, he was like hacking up. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> it's great. It's lonely at the top, Robin. I guess so. Yeah. They say it isn't all it's cracked up to be. Well, I'll tell you about the book signing and everything when we get back, <laughs> right after these words. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. 97.1, The Eagle. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. Once again, Howard Stern. so fat, I can't even fit in my jeans. I'm thinking of taking my pants off and doing my show in my underwear. No, you said you're going to wear them all day to punish yourself. No, I'm, I, I, I'm so restricted, I'm uncomfortable. My, you don't understand, my genitalia is external, <laughs> and it's all crushed. I, do you mind if I do the show in my underpants? I can't see you anyway. Uh, thank you. 
You know what? Maybe I could, Ralph, see if you can find some material. Maybe I can make a dress. <laughs> I can you see why women wear I need a, a mini skirt. <laughs> oh, oh, this feels so good just to get these pants they're, off. They're that tight? Yeah, I've gotten so fat from all these, you know, from not exercising and doing these book signings and, and sleeping in hotels. And I, I ordered I these. I can't see it. Oh, it's there, Rob, because I keep it so covered. <laughs> oh, oh, ooh. Jesus. Some wet spots on my underpants from, I just went to the bathroom. I mean, I dribble. Still can't get that right. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, no guy can. That's hard to do. But you guys get spots on your uh, on the front of your underwear. I have some. I have quite a few, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I have various stains. Did you get any in the urine? <laughs> <laughs> I need a diaper. Dude, you got, hey, yeah, that's good. Let me have some material. You, you can you make me a nice little dress? Yeah, I could wrap you. I can you see why like, a lot of rock stars wear dresses. <laughs> or do you want a diaper, too, kind of thing? <laughs> no, I just want a dress. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, I can't even get my pants off. Oh, I've been eating so much. What is that stuff called? Ronnie just called in and said I was eating in the hotel. Cajun mix. Cajun mix. Cajun mix. Oh, yeah, Cajun mix. Ronnie can't eat it because it upsets his hemorrhoids. <laughs> Would you like something long or short? I can't stand up because I have... Um, I obviously went to the bathroom improperly. Oh, you got a nice <laughs> fabric there. Let me see that fabric. What is that, velour? It's a velvet. Give me that. I'll make a dress. It's a nice blue crushed velvet. <sighs> Very embarrassed. <laughs> Go ahead. And get the blow dryer so I can dry my underpants. They're a little wet. That oh. wet. And I'll get a rash. <laughs> I'll get diaper rash. He'll change. Yeah. Hey, man, I had a little accident. <laughs> you can't do anything right. Nope. I'm Mr. Backwards. <laughs> hey, there's a guy on the phone who got laid online. Hold on. I'll, All right. Let me just get my dress on. Oof, I might have to remove my underpants. They're, the, really they're tight, too? No, they're, they're wet. wet. They're wet from I had an accident at the you urinal. You didn't go to the bathroom. No, I went to the bathroom and I put everything back in before I was really done. It happens. Because I was rushing back in Were here. you still going? I, obviously, I was. I didn't realize. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a little, oh, a little afterwards. Yeah, put my therapy on. Lift up your shirt. No, right? man. Come on, Come man. on. I don't want people to see my fat. Come on. Why don't you take it and put it under there? Yeah, get out of here. Stupid. <laughs> told you not to be stupid, you moron. I told you. Right here. Oh, good. There's like a little mini dress. Yeah, let me pin it. Uh, How long is it? it? That's actually not a mini dress. It's actually very long. <laughs> I can see why girls like dresses. This is good. Now I can freedom. put on more weight. More freedom. I don't have to wear panties. <laughs> well, I can make this anything I want. Just come on, man. Pin it. It'll take all day. Stupid. <laughs> I can't believe that. Right? Are we having guests today? Yeah, Rob Zombie. Come in and That'll be cool. You in a skirt. Rob Zombie's coming in today. But he he? Can, yeah, but he's a rock star. He knows men can wear skirts. Men can wear skirts. I thought maybe some hot woman would be coming in. You know, I thought Bowie... Would really be embarrassed. I thought David Bowie was stupid back in the 80s when he wore a skirt on Saturday Night Live, but I like it. You think it was a weight problem for Bowie? I look good. Let's see, man. Step back. How do I look, man? Well, model for us now. <laughs> that looks pretty cool. Yeah. That's, I'm setting a new trend. I dig it. It, goes, it looks it, cool. Goes with the, the, the brown dude. Watch this catch on. I don't worry. I will, don't worry about it. Like Axl Rose. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> you guys who run around in dresses. Yeah, I might start wearing dresses to work. I feel more free in them. And I can eat more. Oh, thank God. Everything was so bunched in. Well, oh, such gas, too. Wait. Oh. 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 Come here and smell it, Ralph. Mmm, not nice? He loves the smell of my gas. good one, Matt. It doesn't smell. He loves the smell of my gas. <laughs> All right, get out of here.
<laughs> Thank you for making my dress. Anybody else want one? <laughs> Anybody else want to wear a dress? Jackie, those pants look a little snug. You can bet the ball on that. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that stink. Oh, and I'm so much more comfortable now, Robin. <laughs> and even though my underpants are a little damp, it's not bothering me. They'll you. air dry They'll now. air dry now. Because there's not anything between them mm. and uh, <laughs> the air. Ralph just threw together a nice little dress for me. <laughs> he's, he's ready for any eventuality. <laughs> what a life. He not only makes me dresses, but then he sniffs my farts. <laughs> you can be Watch proud. Porno with you. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. <laughs> Ralph uh, was the victim of uh, bigotry and racism the other day. He told me a terrible story. When he heard a terrible story, some guy came up to him, a friend of his, a former friend now. Fred, uh, Ralph won't talk to him for a couple of reasons. His friend comes up and he goes, hey, man. You know, you smell Howard's gas, you, uh, you you wash his laundry, you know, you make his dresses, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. He goes, what are you, Howard's nigger? So, uh, <laughs> so, so Ron goes, hey, man, that's not right to say. <laughs> now, when Ralph knows better than you, you're in pretty bad place. So Ralph won't uh, talk to this guy anymore because he used racist words. Well, good for Ralph. Yeah. Cut him out. Ralph's the new Martin Luther King. Ah. Oh. Ralph does a good thing for a change, and now you're going to make fun of him. No. The guy who said it, I, I should embarrass this guy. I'm going to say who it was. It was Ronnie the limo guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have That's a what we were fighting about on mine. <laughs> no, it wasn't Ronnie. Ronnie doesn't use language like that, seriously. He uses worse language than that. <laughs> But I, you know, it was just your wash. You go, you do Howard's. It was, it was not, nothing right. else. It's just you do Howard's wash. What are you, his nigger? Right. It came way out of him too easily. Too easy. Yeah. Yeah. And you never noticed that about him before. No. Her actually. It's a, it's a girl. I was trying to disguise the story. Oh. The girl. I it was know. a girl. Wow. Imagine a girl saying that. Used to be only like racist. girls don't have uh, racist feelings. Normally, no. You have. You remember that Boston woman? <laughs> Why am I so gassy? I've even stopped eating. Oh. It was oh the nuts. <laughs> the nuts, that trail mix, that Cajun mix. You're, You're going to have Cajun. <laughs> oh, and then I got home from Philadelphia, and I made my wife go out and buy um, shrimp marinara and uh, spaghetti and lots of bread and salad. Oh. And I ate tons of it. Well, <laughs> see, now you know what happens on a book tour. Yep, I got fat. <laughs> you know... Yeah, I, I just think it's funny. Like, you won't eat that stuff at all when you're, like, getting in shape. Even, like, a so You don't understand something. You don't understand something. I'm very disciplined. My problem starts, see, because you don't really have a life. My problem starts when I've got to, you know, be... Break your routine. I break my routine. I'm in the hotels. i got to get sleep. i got to make sure I have a voice. Yeah, but do you have to eat a whole loaf of bread? Can't you just, like, you don't no. eat, crop. like, a piece of No, bread? because, you know what? I need to be warmed. My body's cold. You're you're upset. You're deprived. Right. I need to feed. Is, is gone. I need the to feed. The food is comfort. Right. I need to feed. You should have told me you were cold. I would. Right. Yeah. Get out of here. So gay, man. Why don't you get out? You, you joke way too much about being gay, man. I think you are. Get out of here. No, I'm not. Come on. Don't say that. You are so gay. Your problem is you Boy, think he's joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. Get out of here. Really. The homo door, Ralph. Oh, my underpants are still wet. Ralph, get that blow dry, dry my he, underpants. Do he have underpants for you? 
You should be carrying extras. Yeah, you should always wear a pair of my underpants on your head so I can <laughs> grab them off there. Like a, an underpants dispenser. I usually don't do that, but I don't know. I thought I was done at the urinal just now, and then I guess I wasn't, and well, I dripped into food, my underpants. Just eating extra doesn't make you lose that sensation. No. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Maybe you got some uh, condition there. No. I just dribble, and I think I'm so, I think, you know what it also is? I'm what? so nervous that a guy's going to come in and see my small wiener that I just throw it in my pants as soon as I can. But why don't you go into a stall then? Because I want to feel like a real man and go to a urinal. I have a whole thing. Don't you know that as you get older, you have these dribbling problems? Yeah, yeah. I've always had yeah. them. The first guy that came up, I was like eighth in line. And you had a really hot chick with you. Thanks, man. And you met her online, right? I met her online. I got there around 10 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock in the morning on what morning? Friday. 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 The signing okay. was Saturday. He got there at 10 o'clock. And, and she was there? She didn't get there. I didn't run into her until about maybe 2, 3 in the afternoon. Right. I was like one of, like, we were like, there was a first, like, 18, 20 of us that got there real early. There was a guy that got there at, like, midnight. Yeah, there was a guy that got there midnight Thursday. And he, he, he said he, he wanted, wanted to be first. Be first. And yeah. I'm telling you, it was so bitterly cold outside and snowing I and freezing rain. It. I mean, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how you did it. Howard. Anything for you, though. I told all the papers the same thing. I was I, I quoted in the paper saying, they're like, how could you stay out here in this weather for Howard Stern? Look at this. Here, here's the Philadelphia Inquirer. Shock, shock, flock lines up for blocks. Look at this. Everyone's bundled in blankets yeah. and stuff. Right. And uh, it, you have no idea what, I mean, you have no idea how cold it was and wet. So how do you go to the bathroom? Uh, Philadelphia finally used their heads. The first 100 people there got a number, uh -huh. okay, and they had Johnny on the spots. So the first 100 people were allowed to do whatever they wanted. We were allowed to get out of line, walk to the bathroom. Because they had their number. Yeah, right. and then we can get right back in line. And plus, we all knew each other, so there wasn't going to be anybody to get in front of us. So, so, this girl, so how'd you have sex on the line? You know, everybody's getting around, they're talking, you know, having a good time, who's drinking their beers and whatever. And everybody's down there. So we start rapping. You know, one thing leads to another. It didn't happen right away. It had to get later into the night. Right. So everybody's having a good time. Everybody's feeling good. And there's a guy down there. He had brought a tent, and he had a propane heater. Right. So inside his tent, it was like Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now how did you get into the tent? You know, she was cold, right? So the guy was like... You know, because she was wrapped up in this blanket. It was soaked. She had plastic over. So the guy said, you know, you can hop in my tent, and anybody can hop in that they want, you know, and just relax. Right. So she goes in first, so I'm standing out there, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I turned to my friend. I said, I'm jumping in. So I hop into the tent. You know, and she's just over there huddled by the propane heater. Right. Right, trying to warm up. And, you know, we get to talking and everything still more. And, you know, you know, I... After she needed a little massage, started rubbing the back of her neck. Right. She was hot, too. I'm telling you, she was really good looking. Uh, I swear. I'd hop in the sack with her. Howard, they probably all hop in the sack with you on that line, man. That's right, man. Even some of those guys. So then, <laughs> like, guy. so you start kissing her and stuff? Right. And then, like, she's digging it? She's digging it. And she starts know. moaning and everything? Right, because we start grinding and everything inside right. the tent. Yeah. Damn. Uh, wait, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Were you standing or sitting? No, we were, like, laying at this point. The t it was one of them little dark tent, but it wasn't much room, so, right. you know, I figured a little body heat, a little propane, next thing you know, clothes are coming off, you know, and I'm and She had a nice body, too, and she had a cute face. Did you know what she looked like, or, uh, I mean, you know, did, could, did you have an inkling that she had a good body? 
the the body didn't come till later because she had so many clothes on. But right. she felt she wasn't fat. You could see it in her face. See, I saw her. Yeah, and I saw her on the line, and she was in the store, so she had her jackets and stuff off. So she yeah. was kind of cute. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you got her. Yeah. Did you have a condom, or you just did it? No, because I came prepared. Plus another guy on the line, I traded him a beer for a condom, so I had plenty. I so you had two condoms? I had four. Oh, four. Did you use all four? No, I just used the one. Right. He was prepared, though. I was ready, Howard. I mean, when I told my friends, like, a month ago, when you finally decide, you know, you're coming. And she was girl. married, the girl, right? I'm not, I didn't get into that with her. I oh, <laughs> one of these guys I met who had sex with a girl, the girl was like... The, the, what is your marital status? I am single. Mm -hmm. so I have a four-year-old. <laughs> and Howard. The, my four-year-old picture the best. His mother would not let me take him down on the line, but he sings all your songs. Thank God. There's That's some people good. who had kids on the line. Oh, I, that no. was, I, I said if he would have come in July, then I yeah. told my son he would have been there. Well, when I did like San Francisco and California, a lot of people had kids, but it was like a nice yeah, but day. That's a, yeah, a good that's right. day. Yeah. But, you know, keeping the kid out in the snow. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, man. I should have got myself a tent and a propane heater next time that I went to Philadelphia. I like to get laid on the line. I'm sitting in a hotel by myself. Howard, it's a party, Howard. It was a party out there. It's the greatest. I mean, I told the papers. I said, Howard gets up 4 a.m. Oh, is that you? That was me. 4 a.m. every morning, I said, I can give him a couple hours out in this cold. I said, he entertains me every day. It's well worth it. Yeah, here, listen to this article, okay? Because this guy's in the article. For your cons so you're going to see this, this girl again, or you don't think so? I, she gave me her number. I gave her mine. I told her, I said, if I can get us to come up and see Howard, and we'll rap about it in the studio or whatever, maybe give him a little show, Yeah, we'll come up and see him. If yeah, yeah so, so call her and tell her to come on up. All right. All right, because people yeah, like I'd that. like to see her. She's good looking. I want to check this out. I, I always hear these stories, and I have a picture of my own mind. Robin, Robin. Throw out that picture. She was no pig, right? <laughs> uh, no way, Al. You saw her. I saw her. Well, what you is saw me. I'm like? not a bad-looking guy. You, you're not great-looking. I'm not the best, but you <laughs> know what I mean? But She's a lot better-looking than you ever, you know? She definitely is, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, this guy was, like, ready to have sex with me. He was so grateful. Howard, <laughs> I was ready to hug you, but I said, let me push it. <laughs> Did you really think that was going to happen? You know, hearing it from all the other book signings, it was, you know... But then when it was happening, I, you know, the whole time I got Howard in the back of my mind. I'm I told saying, you. Where is he at? He should be yeah, here Because right Robin now. always thinks I make these things up. I'm telling you, I'm sitting there. There are couples, like, you know, people getting it on. It was so great. Anyway, listen to this. For your consideration, a story that may or may not be the sign that the end of civilization is near as we Aww. know it. We give you... Tina Marie Gossin, a 27-year-old horse trainer from Stanford, Camden County, and, and diehard Howard Stern fan who showed up at 7 a.m. yesterday on a, This is, by the way, not the woman that made love to him. Uh, on a cold, snowy, rainy, generally crummy morning, a copy of her hero's latest book, Miss America, in hand. First, the shock jock signed her book. Then he signed her buttocks. I asked him if he'd do it, she recalled. And then she headed to the body graphics tattoo parlor just blocks away where she had Stern indelibly etched in black on her left cheek. Wow. Her boyfriend was supportive and Gossin has no regrets. Not yet. It says yet. <laughs> I'm extremely happy, she said. Gossin was just one of an estimated 15,000 fans who braved the wintry weather for the merest glimpse of their hero, the man who's ruled Philly's airwaves since 1990 and who now owns the fastest selling book of 1995. Let me ask you something. What was uh, what were the other people like the Whack Pack people doing? Oh, there were a lot. Of, Elephant Boy was there with some big jester hat on. Melrose was there. Melrose was there, and I always hear he's like fighting out in the line or something. He was in the middle of the line singing all these songs. I'm inside the tent, and you hear him on the outside just going, 
ba-ba booey, ba-ba booey, like the yeah. whole time. Like, and you're trying to make love. Rose you know what I'm saying? He's just out there going ba-ba booey. He gave me his business card. Yeah, well, you know, business. His business yeah, is standing right. out on it's, the street. That's what I said. Yeah. Come on, Melrose. But, you know, like, I think it's nice that Melrose is there because at least it's somebody you've heard on the radio and he's hanging around. He's but I don't. Celebrity. But people get out. mad at him. They get into fights with him. I don't know why. He stayed out all night. He's crazy. But he's funny. He's hysterical. And people are cursing him, pushing him. And then I see he signs a lot of books because I go to sign, and Melrose is his chicken scroll all over the page, and I can't even sign my name. He puts his name bigger than yours. Well, he puts it in there, and he blocks where I usually sign. I have a page where I sign. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stay off that page, Melrose. Yeah, and it, it, you can see, like, he signs like a star, you know, like yeah. you can't even read his handwriting. That's right. Yeah. And he's got, you know, Melrose Larry Green, and it's a it's like a chicken scrawl. <laughs> and it's not even written across on one line, it's like in a circle. He dressed up as a priest, too, halfway through the night. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so like was El Uzo or any of those people. Uzo was there. Uzo she started there. praying to me and bowing and kissing my shoes, and she was making out with girls on the line. Oh. Gorilla was there for a couple minutes uh, in the night, and then I don't know where he went. Gorilla was there with Lisa, the lifeguard. Yeah. And then uh, all of us were just going, he can't be scoring with her, can he? Because <laughs> if he is, he's always with someone. I don't know. Gorilla's always with somebody who he shouldn't be with. He even the girl he claims he's networking. Yeah. Even the girl was the even the girl that was online with me, when Grillo walked down, he signed a couple of our books. She was like, man, I'd get with Grillo. Really? Said, That's great. After she just did you, you know, <laughs> she's like, with Grillo. Well, what do you expect? You know. <laughs> what are you going to do? You take one for the team. We took it for Howard this time. Yeah. So then it says here in this article, a little perspective here. When homegrown favorites, boys to men, signed books in November, their, their appearance drew about 500 fans. Activist Greg Luganis came to town in March. Some 600 people showed up. When Fabio did, uh, when Fabio, the reported, reputed sexiest man alive, did the uh, Springfield Mall, a thousand fans attended. Uh, and on all of those occasions, we can pretty much assure you nobody's butts got tattooed. <laughs> As Howard's fans are quick to point out, no one but no one draws crowds like the raunchy, long-haired, no-hose Bard Stern, who gave the world butt bongo, who brought two smooching, bikini-clad, exotic dancers with him to the Tonight Show who beat one-time Philadelphia rival disc jockey John DeBell in the ratings, then invited DeBell as a strange wife on the air to play Dial-A-Date. And uh, they say, I came dressed casually in a three-button gray shirt, his jet black hair sporting streaks of electric blue. <laughs> Stern appeared at 10 a.m. sharp. He had an entourage of strippers and thongs and skimpy tops, burly bodyguards and assistants, Brandishing packages of markers that Stern roared through as he signed books, one after another after another for six hours. And then, like, a whole bunch of local merchants started complaining. Oh, man, there was a... I'm going to bleep that off. We you don't, don't know, know that the guy is gay or not. Howard, don't, don't, don't say that. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so you, I, I have a tape of the interview. And when well, I you come, send it to me, all right? Right, all if right. I could come down. So here's a guy who says, my customers aren't buying roses. Said Brian Jakowski, manager of the Pot House, a flower shop directly across from Tower Books. And then, uh. Why is it your fault that his customers aren't buying roses? I don't know. They, they said that we weren't going to let the people get through them. Yeah, well, I've seen I, my fans. They, they don't. They don't have to No, they're too busy in the tent. Yeah. Howard, this is the guy that got sex online? Yeah. This, that, that girl on the blinking line, she says she's the one. Oh, let me get her on. Here's your girlfriend. Have you spoken to her since? I haven't spoken to her yet. She's. <laughs> If she's really the one, Howard, I got to tell you. I said, well, because I know the guy's name. Yeah. And I said, well, what's his name? She goes, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that great? 
<laughs> you don't know his name? I don't know his name. That's her, Howard. I, I hear her voice. That's her, huh? I can tell you what he looks like. Yeah, I know. He wasn't that good looking, right? No. <laughs> Why'd you go with him? I'm only kidding. He is all right. <laughs> How come you went with him then? I don't know. It's cold. And like all of a sudden you got into it, huh? On, on the line. Yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Was he any good? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have an orgasm? No. <laughs> no, I did. Did you really? No. I well, kind of, sort of, I guess. I think I faked it. I felt bad for him. Oh, uh, yo. <laughs> hey, what's up with that? Man? I don't know, Howard. Can't you deliver the the good news? Howard, it was all the story on the line, Howard. Dude, I get your sex on the line, and you don't even give her. You don't even charge her battery. Howard, my back was clawed to death. I wanted to show it to you, but I was so nervous when I got in front of you, I was shaking like a girl. But you know, it was small inside there anyway. It, there was no room. Uh, none. Yeah. You you clawed his back. What was that all about? I have no idea. I'm trying to make him stop. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to get him off. Did you, uh, did you, uh, did he give you any foreplay? No. Nothing. Uh, Just wham, bam. He gave you a room. Massage. He gave you a massage. There's no room. Yeah. Dude, you didn't 20. give her any foreplay. Howard, it was 20 degrees. It was, it was freezing. freezing. Yeah, it was freezing. Stuck my hands down her pants. She almost died. <laughs> oh, they were so cold. <laughs> it was, you have no idea, Robin, how cold it was out there. It was awful. People's hands were blue. But oh, Howard, I, I think I remember her name, if I could say it. No, don't say it. No, don't I, say the name. It's the not? first name. It was just the first name. No, don't say it. What are you, nuts? Okay. So what, what's your deal? Are you married? She's, she's yeah. a vice president of IBM. <laughs> <laughs> she can't have her name on the air. <laughs> But that is definitely her voice. I do. Are you married? No. So, like, uh, are you, do you want to see this guy again, or are you not interested? Uh, I'm busy. I go to school. I don't have time. <laughs> oh boy. Would you come down here with him? Sure. Oh, cool. Do you have a boyfriend? No. So, oh. how long had it been? Excuse me. How long had it been since you had sex? Uh, uh, just a couple months. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, she was just horny. Yeah. <laughs> And this guy didn't even deliver the goods. Yo, Howard. You could have made her love you, man. Come on. It was freezing out. It was so cold. Yeah. Yeah, he had his rubber on. the weather. <laughs> but that was nice of you to put him, you know, put him out of his misery. Yeah. Because he was all excited when I saw him on the line. He Howard, made his day. He was like, whoa, Howard, I, I got hurt. Yeah, I ran away. I know you did. did. That's what I said. You're like, I thought it was go? the TV. I thought it was the TV camera. No, it was the radio. Yep, yeah. live on YSP. I yeah. scared. So we were on the radio. I had a microphone. And he had to make this announcement. And by the way, YSP sounds great. Yeah? yeah? They got a new format down there. Is that there. right, Oh, really good. They went from classic rock to just the rock station. They play all different stuff now. It sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I like so it because you don't hear all the, you know, the, <clears throat> the doors and Zeppelin one after the other. Yeah, it was, it was just really entertaining. So I was down there and, uh, you know, all of a sudden they had a microphone. I said, and this guy's just screaming, I got laid. So I said, come on there. She runs away. She didn't want to be seen with this guy. And uh, he's like, you know, he was he was proud. So, yeah. you know, guys are proud. Oh, so. they're always trumpeting. Big smile on my face, Al. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And that's it. So what does this guy do for a living? I work, uh, should I say the name of the company? No, or? just tell us what you do. I'm a pest control technician. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got my own place, my own car. I'm surprised you guys are usually good in bed. <laughs> you did, so you're, yeah, you guys have re reputations. You should have made him wear an entire latex condom over his body. He probably has all those Ad pesticides all over him. <laughs> and what does the girl do? I'm a student. Yeah. Oh, you're a student. Yeah, she's hot, man. I'm telling you. She's not bad looking at all. Wow. This guy got the luckiest day of his life. Howard, and, it was, and when I leaned over and you were getting ready to sign my book, I said, Howard... 
you are the reason why. That's right. There was no way because, you know, like you said, I'm not that good looking, but I think I can hold my own. You guys come down here so I can look you up. All right. <laughs> so why don't you guys, I'll put you on hold and you make arrangements to come down here, cool. all right? All right. You got all right. It. Thanks. And you know what we'll do? We'll set up a tent in here and you guys can recreate what you did. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. Hold on. Hello. You there? Uh, Do you freaking believe it? Hey. Hold it. We're still on the air. Oh, you two are going to start rapping, huh? <laughs> Did you get our clothes off or like were you... Well, you got one leg out. Howard, <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know See, so I don't blame him for not giving you an orgasm. I mean, that's a little rough. You know, you got to give the guy a second chance. Uh, I don't know, man. Did she have nice... When we come down there, Howard. Did she have nice legs? She, she was not... She, I thought she was hot. Yeah, I did too. You know too. what I mean? Yeah. I took the gamble. She had the clothes on. I said, I'm going. I'm going in that tent. Did you get a bra off, or you couldn't even do that? No, just one leg. Okay. One leg. Yeah, one leg in the jacket. That's all I need. If my wife just gives me a leg, I can get going. Oh, man. Hey, baby. Maybe come down here and get in a tent with me. All right, hold on. All right. You were hot for Grillo, too? No, me? Yeah. No. No? Well, you said... autograph. You said you'd do him. No, that was a me. Either you or your friend. Yeah, probably. All right, hold on. Hold on. Well, there you go, Robin. You said you didn't believe it. I had to prove it to you. Hey, you know, I was supposed to get in. I, I could still do it. I, I'm tentatively scheduled for 8 o'clock to go down. I was going to go down to McDonald's, and you could interview me from McDonald's. Because, Why McDonald's? Because, if you remember, I'm the guy who donated a million dollars to McDonald's. Oh! I mean, you know. Here we go again. How could that flip my mind? I was going to get in the Howard Stern bookmobile, go down there, and then you could interview me from there, like yes. real. Like, why are you having re? Why are you reconsidering? They want to meet you, don't they? <clears throat> I don't know. I just was going to go down there and. McDonald's hasn't contacted you. No, no one believes me. And the St. Jude's people haven't contacted no. you. It's been in the paper, two different. The Daily News had it, and the Post had it yeah. this weekend. You know what happened? My kids and I went to McDonald's. And we got oh, handed. Here we go. Now he well, fixed up a story. Uh, no, I just the same story I told you. You didn't say your kids and you went. Well, my kids went with my wife, but. Oh, keep. All right. Well, you get. You're like a guy who murdered. Come his on, wife. let me let me have a and little fun, will you? Lied at the police. Please. <laughs> Listen, my kids were down there at McDonald's. They got that stupid million dollar thing, and I said I was watching St. Jude's. I was going to give it to uh, that animal place. <laughs> Not Peter. It was no, a place on was hard a copy. Place that where the dogs were what? Getting shot in the head. Shot, yeah. But then hard copy gave out a one nine hundred number, and I got insulted. So I saw the ad for St. Jude's. They had this little kid there with head shaven, and it looked like you know he was coming. He was on his last legs. Once again, I'd like to see this ad as well. So it's a uh, public service announcement. It was like late in the I've morning. I've seen their public service announcements. I don't think there are kids in them. Check it out. I'm telling you, there is. And I saw it, and I mailed in. The McDonald's thing. Because God's been pretty good to me with the book and everything else. But why, if you wanted to do it anonymously, did you I did it. step forward? Because you were, you were, you know, it was really weird. We're on the air Friday, and Robin's talking about how St. Jude's is a blessed person. She's playing tape with a guy from St. Jude's. is a great person. I said, you know, I finally did something good. I was a schmuck. I shouldn't have done it anonymously. I should have taken some credit for it. You should have smiled inwardly yeah. because your dream had come true, that this was a gift that fell into the lap of some really grateful people. I was talking to my wife. very happy. And she said, you better do it anonymously because then what's going to happen is it's going to be considered a donation and then you're going to have to pay the taxes. Just mail it oh, in. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she said that. She did. Your wife looked like Fred. Mm. 
<laughs> yes. And then all of a sudden, I did it on the spur of a moment, of the moment. And now I want to go down to McDonald's and take credit for it. You know what? But nobody believes me. This sounds about as feasible as your OCD. Why are you saying all this? Why are you being so mean? Why are you being like that? If I tell you because I did you something, you're calling me a liar to my face. I never would call you a liar. You have to. You I have not. I come in here and put, hook me up to a lie detector. Hook me up to a lie detector then. I'm telling you, you I donated. Already flunked once. I gave done. I gave a million dollars to uh, St. Jude's Hospital. <laughs> Kathy Lee is nicer to me than you. Uh, Just accept what I'm telling you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I donated a million dollars to St. Jude's. Wow, Howard. I got the stupid McDonald's. And quite frankly, I thought it was phony. I didn't think it was really. I thought it was like McDonald's funny money. It's like really worth like ten dollars. What did it? What was it exactly? It's a little house. It's a little tiny um, Monopoly thing. Yeah. It's like a little house. Yeah. And it had a million on it. So I figured you, like, you went a house or something. I don't know what it was. I mailed I it to St. Jude. I I knew more of the details. Like I'm telling you everything. Got. I'm telling you all the details. I know what we got. All right. Well, I don't know why nobody's contacted you. Because nobody believes me because of you. Figures because of me. I yeah. think they have the same feeling as me. I might Anybody not have done on the it. Line, thank you for donating. Did they say yeah. Howard? That was really great. Yeah, a couple of people did. <laughs> a couple of people thank, congratulated me, and Entertainment Tonight congratulated me as well. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so let me tell you about the rest of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Let me take a break. And uh, then I'll what tell you. about going to McDonald's? Are you going to do it? I don't know. What do you think? You think I should? Why not? If you oh. you really uh, now. It is incumbent upon you to prove. Yeah, but I'm wearing a dress. Did it? It's cold. That shows you're eccentric and would give away a million dollars. Now you believe me. <laughs> Wind's gonna blow right up your yeah. yeah. Plus, my underpants are damp from my accident this morning at the oh. urinal, and I'll freeze. Your little weenie will get a cold. <laughs> you're not kidding. I'll get pneumonia of the weenie. <laughs> All right, let me take a break. I got to tell you about what else happened in Philadelphia because I'm only halfway through the story, and it's already almost the end of the show. <laughs> And then I'll take some phone calls and junk. We'll be back right after. Uh... You're listening to the Howard Stern Show, ninety-seven one, The Eagle. It's the Howard Stern Show. It's Howard. By the way, I mentioned early. Uh, people asked me what was the best porno movie ever made, and I described it in some detail. I'll give you the name of it now because I just got into my computer. It's called. Dun, 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 dun. Well, you can find it anywhere. Tough task. Tough task. Tough task. Uh, the guy who made it was Bill Majors, and he stars in it. Bill Majors. Bill Majors is the big fat guy? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. And he's still teaching people about bondage, is he? I don't know what he's doing now. He wrote me a letter thanking me because that's the best. We ought to interview him. Yeah, that's the book. Uh, that, in my book, in private parts, I almost said, but in my book, Miss America, I talk about this movie. I didn't know the name of it because I had thrown it out in disgust because I was so addicted to it. But he sent me How a new copy. I've never shown it to your wife. Because she would be repulsed. Oh, how do you know? This guy, he's sitting there and she has a red ball in her mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, and her legs are tied apart. You have to see it to believe it. And she loves it. She loves it. How do you know? You wait till you see. She's got a red ball. Because he, he keeps won't saying to her. show it to us. 
I can't. It's very personal. <laughs> it's very Christmassy, actually. It's not a bad gift. Goes good with those bears. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, speaking of stocking stuffers, last three days to get his 90-minute video, Who Farted I Smelt It? Only $15 plus $4 shipping and handling. Birthday bonus, buy two, get one free. Guaranteed Christmas delivery, call 1-800-323-KING. And to get Sergeant Pecker and Jokeland's internet address, call 516-9221. Mr. Wilder's away. All right, I got to I got to decide whether I'm going to go to McDonald's today or maybe I'll go tomorrow, but the girls from Scores are here. They were going to escort me down to... Uh, McDonald's? Yeah. But they're going to be in the bookmobile anyway, right? Yeah, probably. This is Rachel and Amy. These are new girls. New, new girls, yeah. I like wearing a dress, by the way. I'm wearing a dress this morning because I've gotten so fat that my pants don't fit. And I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I had Ralph make a little sarong for me. Hi, girls. This is Rachel and Amy. Oh, wow. Ooh. Whoa, hubba hubba, Amy. Oh, you guys are still in bikinis as cold as it is? <laughs> yeah, but it's, war it's warm in here. <laughs> oh, thank God. Amy, first of all, it's what? Your body heat. I'm Amy. You're Amy? I'm Amy. I'm Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got you too confused. <laughs> now, are these Rachel. two girls who danced for you before? What, it scores? No. You never danced for me at scores, no, have you? You wouldn't let me. I wouldn't? You were busy. No. Yeah. Well, you know, this Turn is this. her away. Well, I don't know how. Next time, make sure you introduce yourself again. How big is your chest? Is that a, a triple D? Double. Double D. Wow. That, those are not natural, though, right? I mean, you had to put something no, in there. No, but they don't look real, and that's all that matters. Yeah, believe me. You know what? I like breast implants better. I like them better. Good. They look better sometimes. They do, because the other ones just get all flat. Like yours. Like mine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and Amy... You look hot, too. What are you, a, a C or a D? A C. Don't be embarrassed by that. She's upset now. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, both of you look great. I'm trying to decide whether we really want to get into that bookmobile and drive to McDonald's and stand out there. McDonald's? Outside? Well, maybe we could do it from inside. That's what I'm thinking. Of. It's too cold. Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's freezing. I just wanted some way, in an official way, have Robin... You see, if I'm standing at McDonald's and Robin's here and interviews me... Then it's like official that I donated the money to St. Jude's. Until I actually... They don't even believe you. They're laughing. I know. Why is everyone laughing? Why is that so preposterous? Let's, let's wait a second. Let's for a minute assume that I'm telling the truth. Why is it so preposterous that I, I would have done it? You're Howard Stern. No, that's not true. I donate to charity. You're not Howard Stern. I realize this is totally fluke money that I got. And it was I, I felt overcome with emotion about the book and that it's the best, fastest-selling book of all time. And I just said, you know what? These things usually aren't the kinds of emotions I associate with you. I'm so disappointed in you, Robin, especially <laughs> not believing that I would do this. I can't believe you think, you know... A charitable heart. Yeah, I mean, I just think you would accept it. <sighs> if you haven't asked Fred or Jackie... The, Jackie, I know Fred believes me. Absolutely. Yeah. Fred doesn't believe Fred's like my dog. He believes me. Absolutely. <laughs> See, Robin, there's two Howards. There's the on-air Howard That's right. and the real Howard. That's right. And the real Howard. one of them is generous. Wait a second. How many, how many times has Howard given a huge sum of money to the hunger time? Remember the year? Yeah, and what does he do? He does it publicly. Now, how much you want to bet I gave away a substantial amount of money privately to charity last year? Uh, yeah, can you prove it to me? Yeah, I could show you. Yeah, the big banner. If I prove it to you, <laughs> should I show you a, uh, a, a check stub? 
And then you would believe it. it don't let it be the hunger thon. No, not the hunger thon. <laughs> something I did privately. All right, let me see. I'll just take one of the, just one donut. I'm not going to oh, show you every donation. No, show me them all. No, I'll show you one. Why can't you show them all? Because I want to show you one. <laughs> I'm not going to show you all of them. I, I think I'm seeing all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget it. I don't have to prove anything to you. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, well, you girls look hot. I'm wearing a dress today. We're cold, though. I thought you were in your underwear, though. I am in my underwear. I'm wearing a dress now because I, I can't fit my pants anymore from all these book signings. I can't yeah, die. You are. You I are. I heard they were tight. That's yeah, I'm wearing a nice little dress. How do I look, girls? Pretty. Hot, right? Yeah, very hot. I think more guys should wear dresses. In fact, I, I soaked my underwear because I was so quick at the urinal that I had a little accident. I know. I thought it was a couple of drops, but it sounds like you really... I did. In fact, where's that hair dryer? an accident. Wait. I was thinking I could, if I just blow dry my underpants, well, maybe I'll wait till the girls leave. Yeah. 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 Actually, you could show us new techniques with that. Well, I'll show you in a minute. Maybe you should take them off and give them to Ralph and have him dry them. What, my underpants? Yeah. Oh, no. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> But girls, you know what? I'm thinking this through. I don't think I want to go down to McDonald's today. I'm too tired. But you know what I'll do since you guys came in and you were so nice to do that? How about I give you $100 each, $100 gift certificates to Tops? That's good. Would you like that? Isn't yeah, Tops great? that'd be great. So maybe if you take off your tops, I will, how about you take off your tops for tops? I got a whole bunch. Of, listen to this. I got like I got like a whole bunch of fifty dollars gift certificates for tops. Is that right? I'm gonna start a whole big campaign. Take off your top for tops. When God tops off for tops. See, I told you it wasn't generous. Yeah. Well, fifty dollars a hooter. Now, you know what, girls? You don't even have to take off your tops. You were nice enough to come down here and uh, help me out. And uh, even though we're not going to go to McDonald's today, maybe in the future we'll go oh. when it's a little warmer. You're not doing the bookmobile anymore? Oh, yeah, we're doing the bookmobile. The Howard Stern bookmobile is out there. Okay. Yeah, it's but definitely it's not out there. Are going to have scores, I, I think so, eventually. Uh, are you guys going in the bookmobile today? No. It's up to you guys. I was, I was told that actually the bookmobile promotion ended on Friday. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh. This, we're starting a new promotion soon. Oh, I see. Is it oh, yeah, I think I'm starting the promotion today. Um, I don't think it's today. Oh, it isn't? No. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> anyway, girls, We're I'll give you a $100 gift certificates to Tops. <laughs> Great. All right, thanks. All right, those are really hot two babes. Thanks. Rachel and Amy. Thanks. Two little score strippers. When did you start stripping? When did you start stripping? Come back here. I'm not done with you. Yeah. You know, it was interesting finding all the girls' stories last week. I just looked at your ass and I couldn't have bad to have you go. When did you start stripping? Um, two years ago. Really? Yeah, she looks awfully young. Yeah, how old are you? 27. Really? And what happened all of a sudden you decided to start stripping? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, what, what do you mean? Like, all of a sudden you just decided? No, I was working at, um, another place and I was waitressing and... So you always have... Like, waitressing well, leads. always wind up stripping. They do. Yeah, it's Because you, you get tired working for tips and everything yeah. and, and, and you go, hey, I got a pretty good body. Why don't I just take my clothes off? Like, yeah. did you get your breast implants before you started stripping? Um, no, after. after. Yeah, I always wanted to, but it sort of gave me the guts to get them. Had you ever yeah. taken your clothes off in front of guys and stuff before? No, I was really nervous. Like, I was shaking like... See, I mean, you were always a waitress and stuff and then you would see like... Were your waitress at like a strip club? Yeah, I was a waitress at a strip, uh, strip club, and um, some uh, lawyers came in and yeah. asked me to strip when I was a waitress. And I said, okay, for $200, and I thought they'd never give it to me, and they did. And, and, and I thought, I'm going to do this. This is great. So, yeah? So you don't hate guys or anything, do you? No, I love guys. You do? Yeah, I couldn't do this if I hated guys. Yeah, right. 
So you're not bitter about stripping or anything? No, I always no, think the girls no, hate guys. Do before? Where do you come from? Your family know you're a stripper? Um, yeah, I'm from Michigan. Actually, my mother has tipped me on stage, which is very oh, Really? Yeah. Your mother is a mom. And you got a boyfriend? Uh-huh. Oh, you do? Yeah. What's he do? Um, He's a doorman. A doorman? Yeah. He's a man. <sighs> man, how come doormen are getting girls like her? <laughs> I don't understand he how this works with you guys. Uh, he rubs my feet every night. I'll do that. Of course he does. I eat your goddamn feet. <laughs> Barbecue them and eat them. What, are you kidding me? What, is he like a really good looking guy or something? Yeah. Oh, man. See, they go for looks hours. Not Sorry. always. No. No, he has yeah, but can he make you laugh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm taking back the top gift certificate. Oh. That's it. I'm sick of it. No, all right, all right. You so you're married. And your mother and father are together? Um, no, my mother and father were never together. Oh, we're not. Oh, have some man. Kind of sorted past That's so together. great. <laughs> Young girl. How much you weigh? Um, 110, 150. 110. What are your measurements? Do you know? Um, let's see, 34 seats, 24 and a half, 35 and a half. So when you got the job at Scores, like, did Lonnie have to audition you and stuff? No. How did you How get, did the, you job? get the job? No, um, Ashley Gary auditioned me. Gary? Mm -hmm. The owner? And what do you have to yeah. do in the audition? Gary's like, like five feet tall, you know? He, he, he And he gets so, he's a little short guy, right? I've met Gary. Isn't he a little short guy? I don't know. Everyone's tall to me. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> that. But you go into a little office with Gary and you have to be... No. It's, it's, it's a stage. It's oh, a stage. Okay. Oh, yeah? And he goes, okay, honey, get up there and strip? Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Hey, honey, but yeah. Hey, look who's here. Bailey. Bailey, too. Bailey. 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 <laughs> All right, so anyway, so then, and like they send you up on the stage and they tell you, they, like, what did you do? You just started dancing around? You just dance for two songs and they all sort of stare at you and it's a little bit intimidating, but, you know. Really? So how long have yeah. you been at scores now? Um, about Let me see your minutes. audition. What, did you, what song did you do? Oh, God, I don't remember. Give me a song. All right, pretend I'm a, like a strip club owner, okay? Oh, no. Wait a second, wait a second. I want to see this. Now hold it. All right, here, wait, here. Now, here. Come on, now the music's pumping. Come on. Come on. No, show me what you're doing. Go ahead. Okay, you just, like, feel yourself up a lot. Go ahead, let me see. Let me see. Do it. Show me what you're doing. Come on, don't be so tight. You do it every night. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead, let me see. Oh, come on, pretend I'm like Lonnie and I'm like evaluating you. I'm like a, I'm a 900-pound guy and I'm like evaluating you for my club. <laughs> Are you good enough to... Come on, sweetheart. If you want to be in this business, you better look a little perky. No man's going to sit and give you 20s. Uh, I now, didn't come on. The 20s. Let me see. Let me see. Yes? I can't dance. I'm too cold. No, come on. Turn around. Let me see. Let me see. Turn around. Come on. Let me... I don't think Shake he your has ace. directions. She has to be able to do this. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah now you're doing it. Yeah, there you go. I could do that. You do it. I want to see. You can get the dress. Yeah, can you do it in heels? <laughs> yeah, sure I could. You're yeah, crazy. right. But the way you girls get paid, I could do it. Believe me. <laughs> now, what about you? What What's your story? Power? How'd you get into stripping? What age did your father abandon you? <laughs> So your mother and father, but just to end up that story, your father and mother abandoned you, right? No, just no, my the father. mother. Yeah, just my, your father. Yeah, like you never father. even saw your father. Um, it's a really odd story, actually. Yeah, you're the best kind of girlfriend. What's odd about it? Um, oh, I don't know if I should say this on the Tell radio. me, go ahead. It's all right. Okay. It's not um, really radio. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. My this is like it was a big scandal and everything. And go ahead. If they hear this, I'll get killed. But that's all right. That's <laughs> um, we don't care if you get killed. Go my ahead. My father is actually my great uncle, my mother's <sighs> uncle, but he married in this family, so it's not like oh. like, like that. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Oh, is, wow. another so not, is he still in the family? They didn't get divorced. Uh, they weren't married actually. No. Still married to someone else, and I don't. Oh, so you're illegitimate. 
Yeah, very uh, much so. You were a bastard. Yeah. It's all right. I've been called a bastard. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in, a, the best in a different way. And your mom was like 14 when she had you? No, 19. 19. So you like, so she had an affair with the great uncle? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And he stayed her. married to the woman he was married to? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. So and have you ever met your father? Yeah, I'm going to be in the tabloids. You are going to be in the tabloids? <laughs> uh, no, probably after. Oh, right. I see. So, uh, so you know, you're going to be on probably some, like, Sally Jesse Raphael show. We're crying your no, guts no, out. No, no, I would never. So have you ever met your father? Um, Yeah, I, as my uncle. And then when oh. I found out he was my father. You have to call him uncle? No, I don't. <laughs> like, do you call him uncle? I don't uncle? Really talk to him. <laughs> uncle Dad. Uncle do you call him, Dad. What do you call him? Yeah, Uncle Dad. Do you call I mean, him uncle? Do you call him Dad or do you call him uncle? Um... You know, I don't really call him anything. Because I think he's your dad. I call him, I think he's just, oh. Wow. Everybody still gets together for family functions and all that? No, he's actually not allowed. Everyone wants to. Right. You know, oh, I see. Why don't you call him Dunkle? So it's like a combination of dad and uncle. What do you guys think of that? That's dunkle. dunkle. That's Dunkle. Oh, you mean uncle? No, Dunkle. <laughs> so wait a second. So, like, have you ever rapped to your father at all? Um, They should no. let you rap to him, or you don't want to. No, it's not that. It's just I don't really know what to say to him. He's had chances to get in touch with me, and he never has. So. Yeah. Does he have other kids? Um, no, they didn't actually think he could have kids. Well, your head must really be messed up. You'd be great in a sack. No, actually, You've got to be really needy I'm, I, sexually. No, I'm good in the sack, but I'm, That's what I'm saying. very level-headed. And you probably want to please your man. I bet your boyfriend's a lot older than you, too. No. No? No. Yeah, you'll end up marrying some old guy, some old fart, who you'll no, call Dunkle. I went Dunkle. through that, I went through that stage already. And he's never even talked to you, Father? He's never even said hello? No, I mean, I think he's embarrassed by everything. Really? Yeah. No one should be embarrassed by you, I'll tell you that. He's probably hubba, out hubba. there putting 20s in her. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And Dunkle's probably at scores right now. <laughs> Greasing up. No, you look pretty hot, though, I'll yeah. tell you that. All you girls look hot. I mean, you know that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And look at you. <laughs> so what do you say? So and what? Do you, and what, when, what age did your parents abandon you? <laughs> they didn't abandon me. They didn't? Not at all. Really? No. Mom and Dad still together? Um, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> were they ever? <laughs> yes, they actually were together. So yeah. how old were you when they got divorced? Mm. Seven. In my teens. Yeah. 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 And you need yeah. a daddy, don't you? It's yeah. like you'll be my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> did your father leave and never contact you again? or Why did dads do that? Oh, yeah. Don't ask me. Hey, they're busy. You know? They're busy going to scores. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Meeting chicks. I mean, yeah, that gives the kid the feeling that they must have done something wrong oh. that dad leaves them, too. Yeah. So your dad wasn't your uncle, was he? Uh, no. No. <laughs> your dad didn't have sex with a family dog or anything, did he? I know. Most of these, these girls' dads are very bad. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're bad. Mom was okay? Mom was great. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. And, and, did she have uncles coming to visit a lot? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Any of you molested by your father? Any yeah. of you? No. Were you? My father no. didn't no. stay around long yeah. enough. Bailey, That's no. right. They're always gone. Yeah. Really? Well, you girls, yeah. are, you girls are all very sad, and I love it. Oh. I love all of you. I love strippers. Oh, do I love strippers. So strippers, how long is, um... strippers know how to dress. Strippers know how to be women. Strippers know it. They know everything. You guys got it down to a science, how to be girls. How long mm -hmm. has Rachel been stripping? One year. One year? One and year. how did you start? Yeah. Um, after a, a nasty divorce. Oh, oh really? I started stripping at 33. Really? Really? Yeah. And you had oh, a bad divorce? Uh-huh. Who would divorce you? I divorced him. I had oh. to leave him all the money. Well, I bet you he didn't work, right? <laughs> uh, he was a bum. Oh. Yeah. It didn't work out. He got married in Vegas. And, yeah. Yes. Oh. As a, yeah. 
Well, I was a business owner, and to get rid of him, I left him. Well, next time I'm over, then I started dancing. Hey, we're thinking of having to score his Christmas party Friday. Hey, great! Yeah, Lonnie offered it to us. She says, you know, right? you're going on vacation. You want to score his Christmas party on Friday? Right, you have two or three long yeah. weeks. Yeah, so I'll need some lap dances, girls. You know what I mean? Pretend I'm your dad well, and you're trying to get me no, back. Okay, all right. All right, that's it. Well, anyway, oh, I gotta sit down. I'm in my dress. Anyway, girls, listen. Thanks for coming by today. I'm not gonna go over to McDonald's. I'm too tired. But I'll give you hundred dollar gift certificates. Tops? Yeah, tops. Cool. Is that good, Bailey? Because I have a double D, but I get like two of them. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can probably you can work something out. I'm sure you can work it out out there. But thanks, girls, for stopping by, Bailey. Thank thanks for stopping by. I'm not going to go all the way down to McDonald's. I'm too burnt out. I got to dry my underwear. Look how good we girls look. Thanks, Bye. Come down to the uh, Christmas party Friday, girls. Okay. Oh man, look at the body on those girls. It's bodies on those girls. Whatever. I'm staring at one. Let me just dry my underwear. <laughs> Had a little accident this morning. Pitiful. You're, you're a husband and a father. Why? Well, I can't hear you. I'm blow drying. I said you're a husband and a father and you still don't know how to go to the bathroom. I was standing at the urinal and I thought the commercials were ending and I had to hurry back in here. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm nice and dry now. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. Oh. oh, I feel good now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I got I got a bunch of things to do. I didn't finish telling you about Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia is great. I got to take phone calls, and also I got to play you what went on outside Michael Jackson's uh, hospital, hospital room. Yeah. I said stuttering John down there. I said you got to interview these people who stand outside and How wait for Michael Jackson. Were there a lot of people? Uh, yeah, and they're all. See, I think they're paying those. <laughs> wait, wait till you hear this tape. <laughs> you got to hear this tape. I had a feeling. I said, you know what? Nobody's going to show up in Michael Jackson's hospital bed. And then all these people showed up. Listen to this. I said, they must be paying them. Listen to this. That's my speculation. And they all get mad at Stuttering John. They all end up hating him and hating me and everything. It's really good. We'll be back right after these words. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. 97.1 The Eagle. Let's return to The Howard Stern Show. Devil man. Devil man. Devil man. Devil man. <laughs> devil man, devil man. <laughs> oh man, I'm just Robin just handed me the cover of the Globe. The Globe is uh, that rag, you know, that uh, comes out. What are those supermarket tabloids? I dig it though. Howard Stern's secret battle with mental with mental illness, his own story. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> and it's got me on the cover looking kind of mentally ill. Right, yeah. I love that. And then on the inside, they also have a little strip of the photos that drove Jay Leno to walk off his show. Oh, whoa. How'd they get that? I don't... Well, it's right from the TV. Because they have only the superimposed cameraman angle of the girls kissing. Well, I've got... I've got the unedited version of The Tonight Show. I'm on the cover with uh, O.J. to testify Nicole and Ron had AIDS. Yeah, and you're right next to uh, that big headline that Larry Fortensky has a new girlfriend. Now yeah. he's left Liz. Liz Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that. Let's read about my mental illness. <laughs> is it right for my book or is it just like... I, I think they detail a lot of the stuff from the book, but they sort of write it in their own words. Let's see where I am. Let's see, Sean and Madonna back together. Trash TV King is a closet sl snob. Richard Bay sips rare wine, collects art. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Richard Bay. Richard Bay rips off Howard Stern. 
Even and stole all my cares, sound effects. Who cares what kind of guy he is? Yeah. It's real tough to do that show. They book it with mental... Oh, look at this. Man, I'm right up front. Yeah. Howard Stern's brave battle with mental illness. How'd they get that picture? Which picture is it? Me with uh, Emily and Allison. Isn't that from that post... Yeah. Magazine post uh, shoot years and years and years ago. Yeah, that's when my daughter was like a little baby. Yeah, because that I remember when you had them touring your house. I think that's a that yeah. photo session. Yeah, that was a dumb one. Scenes that made Jay Leno walk off his show. Oh yeah, look at that. Oh wait, no, they got they definitely got the un unedited tape. No, look at that one where the cameraman is right in the middle. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Mm, those girls were hot. For years, he was a slave to obsessive-compulsive disorder. Did they mention that I have a book out? I should hope. Yeah, they must. Oh. I'm right next to Candace Bergen's uh, funeral for her yeah. husband. Cool. That's good placement. <laughs> you like your placement? Yeah. I like being in the tabloids, mm -hmm. that I'm mentally ill. Well, you Why know, do I like that? Everything is true, what they said. America's favorite shock jock reveals the dark demons that drove him to the brink. <laughs> wow. I think it's like straight from my book. Almost. Yeah, but they throw in a couple of their own sentences. Yeah. But to use his proof, they used your text. Jay Leno was so outraged by Howard Stern's raunchy romp with two bikini babes, he ended the show early and walked off. <laughs> I haven't even heard from, like, Letterman's people after that. I wonder I wonder if I'm still booked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I am. I'm supposed to be on next Wednesday when we're on vacation. And they haven't called you to say you're not. No, no. Well, you must be. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> the debate must be raging. What? The debate over there must be raging. Yeah, because Morty usually calls, you know, my agent, and, you know, there's always usually discussion by right. this point. But Oh, I'm sure that you will probably be in a straight jacket when you come out on yeah. the letter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you can't do anything. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Jay Leno, what? I can wait till I get your mic up. What? They must be so uptight over there. Oh, please. They always are. They always are anyway. Jay Leno was so outraged by Howard Stern's raunchy romp with two bikini babes that ended the show early and that he ended the show early and walked off. By the way, I have that on tape now. <laughs> to anyone who wants to see it, they can uh <laughs> when I was in Philly I showed the uh, two uh, girls on my laptop I showed them oh, the unedited, yeah. Uh well, that was weird. So okay, hey, let me get back to my story because we had a million things to get to and Rob Zombie's coming in, which I'm real excited about. Rob Is he Zombie. Here? No, he's coming in around 8.30, so I got about I got a ton of stuff to get to. You want to hear about the rest of Philadelphia? You want to hear the Michael Jackson stuff? Or do you want to... I, I, I got too much to get to today. Yeah, I really am intrigued by this Michael Jackson stuff. All right, I'll get back to Philadelphia in a minute. Okay. You got to hear this. So I said to Stuttering John, go out in front of the stupid hospital there. Beth Israel. Yeah, is. Beth Israel. How come every hospital is Jewish? I, I say go out there and hey John hey, and just go out and interview all the you know people who stand for some reason as soon as Michael Jackson's in the hospital they stand outside the building and wait to see him at the window yeah like if he's sick he's going to be standing at the window yeah, I don't know exactly what they expect to have happen there isn't even a window for them to see him I think those people are hired I don't care what anyone I tells me swear I, I got that notion that they are did you get paid. that feeling no they're real fans yeah they're real fans alright let's listen and find out what's on their mind Okay, here we go. Real thing? Because they got really angry when uh, John was there. 
Really angry. <laughs> All right, uh, let me just get to this woman here. She seems very angry by my line of questioning. Hold on a second. Wait, hold on one second. Are they mostly black or white? Or? Um, there's a mixture. Black, Chinese. Uh, Chinese? Uh, homosexual. Really? Yeah. Okay. Chinese homosexual. Black and Chinese homosexual. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, actually, a woman from England. All right, let me let me hear. Oh, here you go. Go ahead now. You don't have no compassion. The man is up there suffering. That's all you could do is come down here and radicule him. Give him a break. Radicule him? <laughs> radicule him? Yeah. Michael, right, very hard from age of nine until 37, and you're still trying to bring him down. What's the matter? Well, give him a ma'am, break. ma'am, the only reason like why... Like you said, leave him alone. Ma'am, ma'am, but he, but, he, but he paid a settlement in court. He paid someone to not testify against him on the child molestation charges. This is someone who is accused of child molestation, which to me is the most... You said the word accused. Yes, but is the most offensive crime in America today. Accused, but it was not proven. That's right. You could be a child molester. But but by paying the money, isn't that an admission of guilt? No, it's not an admission of guilt. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. He just didn't want to be bothered with it. He didn't want to be bothered with it, you know? A lot of people get sick So he'll pay, he'll pay millions of dollars to not be bothered? Would you part with millions of dollars to not be bothered with Let me tell you something. Sometimes you don't want to be bothered with people. Period. Okay? You'll pay anything to get rid of people, especially nagging people. All right? If I had a million dollars and somebody hounded me, I'd give them a million dollars to get off my back. All right? <laughs> Why am I here? I'm praying for Michael Jackson's holy recovery. Okay? He's a good person. He didn't do nothing to no one. And he... I hope her husband's deaf. <laughs> but isn't he? Just... He don't deserve you down here trying to ridicule him. We're down here praying. <laughs> ridicule. <laughs> Recovery. Wait, wait, wait. Is he just missing some of What does... What, well, I want to know what does child molestation has to do with his illness. That has nothing to do not, with nothing. You think has, O.J. was guilty? He has some kind of compassion. You think O.J. was guilty? Excuse me? You think O.J. was guilty? I don't think he was guilty. They never found any evidence on him. <laughs> can I ask you one question? anything on him, okay? Uh, can I ask you a question, though? <laughs> if you... I didn't find any evidence on him. <laughs> yeah. Not on him. No. It's in his house. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, though? If you were... All right, hold on. Michael Jackson just needs some electrolytes, right? Couldn't, like, Gatorade help that out or what? <laughs> You're trying to be funny. I know how to try to be funny. But he's but dying, though. I, you know what? I don't... You know, not dying, I don't though. condone people who make funny when another person is down. But he's not dying. He, how do you know? How do you well, know that's that? what I'm asking you. How do you know That's that? why I'm asking you How that? do you know? Are you God? Are you asking, God? Are you? No, I'm not. How do you know he isn't? I don't know if he is or if he isn't. All I am is praying for his well recovery, okay? Would you be here if he sprained his ankles on this event? Yes, I would. Yes, we would. Because I'm a big fan of and so is my son. This is my son right here. Okay, you know every move of Michael Jackson, all right? And he's, he's, he's praying for his Do you think that Michael likes girls? Yes, he loves girls. He loves girls. He loves all people. That's right. You don't think he's a homosexual? No, I do not. Are you? Are you yes, a homosexual? I'm just asking. Are you a homosexual? No, I'm not. <laughs> did you come here to ridicule Michael? Man, the correct word is ridicule. I'm sorry. Well, what a ridicule. Did you come here to... Where's trying to... Where's trying to... Fit? <laughs> ridicule. You couldn't take it anymore. No, get up. Say it. Ridicule. You know, you're supposed to be an interviewer. You're not supposed to correct people's speech. That's right. That's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Radical. <laughs>
Like they're all going crazy. Like it's like yeah, uh, you're, get, you're 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 a perfect mental patient to argue with people. I mean, you know how to get people nuts. He loves to argue. He'll stay in there and mix it up. Because he stands back in the office and argues okay. with it all day long. Yeah, yeah, and you were there to ridicule, in, in all <laughs> seriousness. And what's that got to do with it? Yeah, what's that got to do with it? They didn't find no evidence on him, and you're just ridiculing him. You just, if I had a million dollars, I'd give it to you just to get you away from it. <laughs> yeah, so someone give her a million dollars. Like, Could she please make a million? Yeah. I want it. Now, why anybody would stay out here all night? And the reason, Cole, because we're here to support Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's number one. He's the king of pop. I've been with him since. 1978, and the man's music, his music, if you listen to his music, it means something. Is that the same woman? No, no. Everyone's yelling. Yeah, this one has like gold teeth and stuff. She was yelling. Everyone's like, it's yelling. She's really mad. They yell so loud that you can't tal
Hey, I have my hand on my genitals now, and I'm not even afraid I'll get kicked. Uh, no, child molestation. Wouldn't this be a nice publicity stuff to get the sympathy of, of uh, you know, the uh, people? No, I don't think so. No. He can have whatever he wants. And if there's, there's like, let's say, for instance, hypothetically speaking, there's 80 million people in the world, and 40 blame him, and 40 don't. 40 is more than enough. Why Believe me. Really truly. Hmm. Good man. Why would be hit? That sounds like me and Jackie arguing about that. He's in a hospital uh, prevent any allegations. This guy's out there too? This British guy? Yeah, yeah. There's a few British people out there. You that British accent, you sound reasonably intelligent until you realize the guy's just standing out there. No, they just know how to speak. Yeah. There's 80 million people in the world, and 40 blame him, and 40 don't. 40 is more than enough. Believe me. Really and truly. He went from 80 million people to 40. Well, didn't you say 40 million don't believe him, 40 million do? That's more than enough. Plenty. Why would be him being in a hospital uh, prevent any allegations? Doesn't two number one records you are alone and her song do that? That's exactly what they are, just allegations. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I didn't make the allegations, sir. It was other media. You can't blame me for that. No, no, no. But I can blame you for making a stupid analogy with a, a stay in hospital to... Uh, this is Ringo Starr, by the way. You can't tell because it's a radio show. He was out holding vigil. With sympathy. Uh, sir, people have done much worse to get publicity. I hate to tell you, but it's, but it's true. Well, but it's, well, the doctors are not going to lie. The doctors are not going to lie. No? Yeah. Have you seen his face? Have you heard of the Warren Commission? Have you heard when JFK was shot? You know how many, uh, how many, how many falsified evidence there was? How many falsified evidence? You should be out there. Yeah, what are you doing with me? bring up JFK? How many falsified evidence? How many falsified evidence they does? They do. They do. They do. What I'm trying to say is that many doctors would not jeopardize themselves for anyone. Hmm. Okay, first of all, would not, you know, you know, when the ambulance left Beacon Theatre, they would not do this for publicity stuff. Why can't people believe that? They just want that. Why can't just people just leave him alone? He is ill. He is genuinely ill. Right, let me alone. ask you a question. From the pressure. Why would you people leave him alone? Yeah, what are you doing? You're, they're the only ones bothering him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from the media that just won't leave him alone. Expect so much from him. He works so hard because he wants to please people all the time. He does everything for people, but it's never enough. Nothing, nothing he does. Yeah. So what if he wants to have a couple of sleepover parties? Give him a break. That's his reward. He works yeah. so hard. You work hard. How are you supposed to have fun? How are you supposed to have wine? Yeah, I mean, you know, how are you supposed to live? Can I ask question? Why do you think Michael paid millions to the parents of that allegedly abused boy? Uh, look what he look what we did to OJ Simpson. Yeah, we did terrible things to him. <laughs> See, I could listen to this all day. Oh. I'd love to hear people argue. Rantings yeah. of a <laughs> Rantings of a crowd. Court case of Joe Bloggs compared to how they would have crucified Michael. Tom Sneddon, all that lot are completely after Michael. It's a conspiracy. It's a witch hunt. They would not, they would have been crucified. If they Ma'am, is, it, is it because you are black or no? No. no, no Excuse no. me? Okay, I'm just saying. has nothing to do with If your child was abused, would you take any money or would you go for criminal justice? You'd go for criminal justice. But if my child was abused, I would be very upset about it, wouldn't you? No, no. I would. The money, the money was, excuse me, excuse me. The money was offered. 
because it, they knew they would take that money and they're walking around with their designer clothes around Beverly Hills, all happy. That family are a bunch of liars and they know they're a bunch of liars. Is that Sting's wife? Trudy. Trudy Styler. I don't know if I could take this much, you know, that much more of this because I start feeling stupid. <laughs> It's like the the Ricky Lake show happening on the show. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Lake should just move her show down there and put a few seats out there. <laughs> Why do you say that, Ricky? People who defend Michael Jackson on today's Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Sean, was that the kid's name? I don't know. I don't know what to She say. knows way too much. Even too many names. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> She's awfully riled up. Tom Snedden. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a conspiracy from Tom Snedden. <laughs> I think she meant Tom Snyder, I think. I don't know. I don't think Tom Snyder has a conspiracy going. I mean, I don't like Tom Snyder, but I have who to defend tell? him. Who can tell? Who can tell? Only this woman. Can I ask you, what kind of accent is it? English? English, yeah. You're from London. I'm from Kent. There is more to um, Great Britain than London. Do you know what HBO stands for? I've heard it's HBO. It's a big station. Oh, don't help her. Thank you. Thank you. Let me ask you, if Tito were hit by a bus, would you care? How about your... I would care if anyone was hit by... If any human being is hurt, I will care for them. How about your... How about Jermaine eaten by wolves? I'd be sad because Michael would be sad. How about how about Latoya strangled by OJ? Would you care? <laughs> Why wouldn't you care about what? They don't like Latoya, right? They all hate her. They all hate Latoya. Yeah, they all go to right. her. So Latoya is a traitor. She's not even loyal to her family in any way, shape, or form. She is the one who has caused all of the controversy about her brother in the beginning. Oh, I don't think the one. She didn't cause the allegations with the um, molestation charge. Oh, yes, she did. She confirmed some of those stories that they sent These are your kids here, right? Yes. Would you let your kids sleep alone with Michael? Yes, because I trust my children, and they would not have anything happen. Like A little I trust my children. Oh, my God. Take her children away now. <sighs> They're like five years old. Yeah. Why would you let your kids sleep with any adult? Oh, her children wouldn't let anything happen. Kids should not be taken advantage of by, by an adult. Yeah, but they are grown enough or old enough to know what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> These kids are only five years old. Yeah, but they're old enough to know. They're six and eight, and, and they're raising themselves. Michael. But it's not. But, but Michael's an adult. For that. Michael is an adult, but he is also safe. He loves children. He wouldn't do anything to harm children. How do you respond to the allegations by several? Several ch children. People are out for themselves. How about, how about money? How about Corey Feldman? Corey who lives. Corey Feldman. In a lifestyle that. Corey defended Michael. No, but he said that he was alone in the room with him. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just yelling. Stuttering John just yelling out stuff. Now he's got like that other one. You know what? They don't know who he is. All right. Seems funny to be on Corey Feldman. What about Corey Feldman? Who? Hold on. Wait, wait. 
I'll get to everybody. Just let me get one at a time. I believe in my He is number one. He is fine. Those people are greedy, and they're just are jealous, and they see an opportunity to take money. <laughs> you, you, I told you, they're for real. You know what? I was almost out of it. They've got me back into it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. It's an optimistic. You know, they're not optimistic. They are opportunistic. And that is what is going on. Okay. A lot of abuse of the English language. They're not going optimistic. Up. They're opportunistic. Well, I agree with that. Let me ask you a question, all right? Why are you here? I am here to support Michael. I am a nurse myself. And I love Michael. I grew up with Michael. My children grew up with Michael now, and we love them. We love. We lo I love when they invent words. That's what I wait for. <laughs> we love his music. He is talented. He is the only one in the family that is really talented. What's more important? He is in the no, family. He is the only one. Okay. Natural. What's uh, natural? Okay. What's more important, the war in Bosnia or Michael Jackson? <laughs> Oh, you're really getting us now. Both of them are important. We do not want anybody because the point is is that we don't want to lose any lives. We don't want to lose the people in Bosnia, and we don't want to lose Michael either. And we're concerned for Bosnia. Is, is Michael going over He's to Bosnia? He's speaking for them as a group now. Yeah, but she became group spokesperson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scooby, man, you do not speak for me. I do not <laughs> care about Bosnia. I'm right here now. Okay, let me ask you one more question, okay? Isn't there something wrong with a 37-year-old man who has pictures of Shirley Temple and Topo Gigio on the top? You can love anybody. I love Bugs Bunny. I love Donald Duck. I love Buddy Boots. I love everyone. I, I, that's my childhood. I had a favorable childhood. Who does she love? Betty, Betty Boop. Nobody loves Betty Boop. <laughs> But then I love those people. Michael has not had that childhood, and he is still in love with some of those fantasy things. Uh, let me ask you a question. If, if, if Mayor Koch was accused of, of molesting young boys, would you let him, your kids sleep alone with Mayor Koch? That's a two different types of people. Why, though? They are two different types of people. What's your answer, I don't think that Koch would molest children either. You know what? What would I do if molested my children? Yeah, I mean, would you let your kids sleep alone with him if he was accused of it? Yeah. No, I wouldn't let my children sleep alone with anyone. No, you just said you'd let it sleep alone. You just said that you would let them sleep alone with Michael. Yeah, but they wouldn't be sleeping in the same bed. They wouldn't be sleeping in the same bed. They could spend the night at his house. Suppose Michael sleeping in the same bed. But suppose Michael decided to say, "Hey, come on, kids, sleep in the same bed." No, he would not sleep in the same bed because my two. Would you sleep in the same bed with Michael Trace? No, absolutely not. And why would that be? I don't know. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. First of all, I mean... I... <laughs> Can you imagine that your mother dragged you out to stand in front of a hospital? What time was this, okay. anyway? It was like 7 o'clock Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are out there. <laughs> Would you sleep with Michael Jackson? No. no. And why not? I don't know. <laughs> Could you kill me if I say yes? <laughs> I got the gist from the conversation. My answer is no. Yeah, I'm smart enough to know. I'm not going to argue with my mother. Mother yelling into a microphone. Uh, that's very good. I don't know how much more of that I can take. It's almost done. I, I, just, Is it? I, I just mentioned you. I just said, you know, that, you know, Michael came to Howard for advice. Oh, that must have gone over big. They all go nuts. All right, wait. Listen, it's up to you as a parent to really, at this point, to be able to 
tell your kids where they're going to sleep. That's a ridiculous thing. No, no, they would know. Whether he's a star or he's not a star, it doesn't matter. They wouldn't sleep with a male. Michael Jackson sought uh, Howard Stern's advice. Did you know that? All lies, all lies. Michael Jackson never said anything like that. Lies, lies, lies. You're making it up. He never oh, said anything. Never. It's the truth. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Your hair's growing. Your nose is growing. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> oh, dear. She sounds like you when my book came out. There you go. Wow, that's pretty wild, huh? Down at Beth Israel. Yeah, Stuttering John live from Beth Israel Hospital. Outside the hero yeah. the stupid. Well, there it is. Finding out how people feel. And we'll come back right after these words. Rob Zombie stopping by today. Very excited about that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people online in Philly ask me, where the hell is Rob Zombie? They were. Is he going to play? He better. Better do something. He's here. Can he do anything like live? I don't think so, because he's all by himself. Oh. Is he? Yeah. Well, I'll play some guitar for him and let him jam. <laughs> I dig him, man. Yeah, um... You know, we uh, we hey, he's got the best album of the year, probably. That is a great album. Yeah. I listen to it over and over and over. White Zombie. You know what? He's a really nice guy. Oh, you know him? Well, I hung out with him that night, but I was at the club, and he's really cool. He's not like he isn't tied away with himself or anything, you know? Yeah, until Richard chased him away. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get into it when we get back. I'll tell you about Philadelphia, what went on there some other time. Well, I'll tell you, is our Philly fans are truly... Fantastic. Uzo proclaimed them the greatest fans. Uzo says, listen to this. I got a, a letter about uh, the facts from about the line. Uh-huh. This guy says, uh, I got a pretty gross story about Uzo. Oh, really? Uh, Uzo looked unbelievable. She was in like a mini pants or whatever the hell she wears. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> she says, uh, at the L.A. book signing, while waiting, some dude behind, you know, behind me was a little sick from partying the night before. He couldn't hold it in anymore, so he threw up everywhere. It was so bad that people were videotaping and scoring every individual heave. That's how bad it was. Well, Uzo the Tease was at the signings, walks up to this guy, not knowing he finished hurling all over the place, grabs him and kisses his lips once, and then sticks her tongue down his throat. At the same time, everyone in line is sick to their stomach because they know what happened three minutes beforehand. <laughs> And what we want to know is, did she taste any of the vomit left over in his mouth or, like, swap throw-up chunks into her mouth? Oh. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie gets the dry heave. <laughs> Listen, in book signings, I will no longer shake people's hands. That's all. I wanted to get to that point. What happened? I think my hand is broken. Some guys get into this macho thing where they got to squeeze your hand. Squeeze hard? Yeah, and like I can't even move my hand now. And one guy was really loaded, and he just pulled my pinky out of its socket. So then the rest of the time, I was saying to people, I won't shake your hand. And they got, you know, they thought I was being... You were being yourself. Yeah, but I was just saying, look, I said, I've, you know, I've been very gracious about this, but some guy broke my hand. I think if I get it squeezed one more time, I'll be in a cast. And I think I got a bit of duty on my hand. I don't know who had that. Chunks. Chunks. One guy comes up. He goes, Howard, you got to watch this. I'm the next Kenneth Keith Callenbach. He blows his nose into his hand and then starts spitting into his hand. And I was like practically barfing. Then I had him pulled off the line. Everybody was really great and well-behaved and, and amazingly waited out in temperature. Frigid, you know, single-digit temperatures and... It was raining and snowing, and there were 18,000 people there. It was quite remarkable, but, you know, yeah. Well, you expect you got to be a little sick after that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Let me take a break, and we'll meet Rob. Rob Zombie. Yeah.
I'm really excited to meet this dude. Devil man. This Devil guy is a man. genius. Musical genius, I'm telling you. Well, let's find out where that music came from. You got the uh, CD? I hope we have the CD here. Uh-oh. Gary, my producer, do you have it? Seriously. Uh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, great. When you book a guest, have the CD here. Okay. I think How long have you known he's going to be coming? About three weeks? Yeah. yeah. Great. Good job. Not enough time. Good job. I didn't say we didn't have it. I thought oh, you do. Well, why don't you go look for it? I'm almost sure we do. I'll go take it. Okay. More human than human. More human than human. <laughs> All right, let me take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Rob. Rob Zombie from White Zombie right after this. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. 97.1 The Eagles. We're back with The Howard Stern Show. I'm psyched out of my mind to meet Rob Zombie, who I think is a musical genius. Is he from this area? Rob Zombie? I don't know anything about him, where he's from or anything, but... Yeah, I, just, I mean, he's here, he was hanging out with uh, the guys, I don't yeah. know if he lives around here or what. She's here with, here with a really good looking chick, and Gary said, and you are... And she said, I'm the girlfriend. I am with Rob. Yeah, she's with Rob. So Rob gets good-looking checks. Of course, he's a rock star. Let me check you out, man. Let me let me soak you in. Wow. Wow, look at that, man. That's you, huh? I still can't see him. Hey, you know, here I am so close to you, and I still feel like I can't see you. Let me just soak you in, man. You're a musical genius. Yeah. You know it. First time I heard that. Nah, I know. You hear it all the time, but... You don't? Really? You don't get your ass kissed? <laughs> Hardly. Really? We're one of those bands people love to hate. Oh, well then welcome to the club. <laughs> all bad press, all bad everything, but whatever. See, he's in good shape, Rob. You know, he's thin and everything. He's got the whole rock star thing down. I, I put on quite a few pounds. I'm wearing a dress. That's why I'm wearing a kimono this morning. I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> I had to take my pants off. <laughs> you look at this little, thing. Look what I'm wearing, man. A little bit of wetness. Oh, look at this. <laughs> uh, it works. It's a kimono. See, you're a good-looking guy. I can see where girls well, are. I don't you. know. In the new hit parade, I got voted most ugly, no, second most ugly rock star. Nasta Lemmy was number one. No, that's because you, like, when you were doing the dreadlock thing and you were, you know, it, it almost looked like you were ugly or something. <laughs> but I don't know. Now you're a good looking guy. You know what I mean? Oh, you got the whole tattoos. Let me, let me check out your arm. Oh, look at that sleeve. Oh, you got a major investment in tattoos there. Oh, yeah, you're the real deal. Complete, well, let me see. I've only seen one arm. What's on the other side? Good morning. I love this friggin' guy, man. I love, man, I listen to that record like over and over again like a mental patient. Yeah. <laughs> I think a mental patient. Like the only one that's good. Is... I keep it in my car so that every time yeah. I jump in there, I can just hit it. And when I listen to it, I get angry and I want to beat up people and kill them. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty I guarantee you, OJ was listening to White Zombie the night that he killed everyone. I'm telling you. Hey. You're an angry dude, though, right? Well, you know. And when you first started, when you started, you know, putting out pissed off music and like you were all angry and everything and yelling into the microphone and everything, probably a lot of record companies want to ignore you because they said, this, "Look this at this not bit, singing. right?" Uh, not a lot of them, all of them, all of them, right? Uh, all of them. And you couldn't even get a record deal. No way. Well, how did you? <laughs> not even from some crappy little label. Really? Oh yeah. So how long have you been doing this? Eleven years. Oh, I didn't know that. No, we. How old are you? You're a young guy though. I'm Thirty. You're thirty. Yeah. Wow. So you've been doing still it? angry like that. And you're still pissed oh, off, yeah. right? I'm angry now. But now he's getting laid and everything, so now he's probably not that yeah, pissed yeah, off. Thinking like no, I'm angry about other things now. And you got a, and you got like a, a truly so. sick mind, which I admire. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I know. Sometimes I listen to those words and I go, I better stop listening to these words. And even the, uh, even the, uh, even the artwork and everything you design, right? On yeah. The albums. Yeah, everything's cool about the band. The band's a perfect band. Well, who are those other guys? There's a chick, too, right? 
What? Yeah. There's a chick in the band. But I don't care about them. I just care about Rob. There you go. Because Rob, that's the attitude what I like. Do? What? Well, they, you know, they do stuff. They go as a drummer. They, they, one I mean, of the chicks yeah, plays the guitar. Play, do they write anything? They write all the oh, yeah, music yeah. And... oh, they do? So it's like a real band. It's not just you doing everything and then they I get the tour with you? It's just me doing everything. Oh, really? And I keep all the money. Oh, so you credit them with uh, doing some stuff? Oh, we split it even. Oh, you do? And who's that chick you got out there? Gary was saying she's really hot. The girlfriend. The girlfriend, yeah. When'd you get her? Uh, when did you acquire her? About three years ago. On the road? Exactly. Yeah. So where where did you grow up? Yeah, well, Massachusetts. And then, uh, like, did you ever get laid in high school and stuff? Not much? You know, like in a dorky sort of way. Yeah, every once in a while? <laughs> and then you'd run into it every once in a while. And did you have a band in high school? No. You didn't. Well, were you musically gifted in high school? I mean, did anybody know you even oh, played no. guitar? No, I, I was re as retarded as now. Yeah, I, really? actually, I did have a band, but we were so pathetic we couldn't even really figure out how to put a song together. And did your parents were they, were they fed up with you and, and think you were uh, a loser? A big loser. Yeah. Or did I they support know. you? I they, think they were just confused. They were like, confused, like, what, what are we going to do with him? Yeah. Now, when did you leave home? How was he possibly not making money? When did you leave home, Mr. Zombie? Uh, right after I'm going to call you Mr. Zombie okay. because you deserve respect. I should show you respect. You, you, you created musical genius. You deserve well, respect. Refer to him as Mr. Zombie. Mr. Zombie, when did you leave home? When did I leave home? I don't know, like right after high school. Oh, you did? Did you quit high school or you stayed in high school? I stayed there, but I wish I quit. Yeah, right. Yeah, you did you know good. Back and I wasted a few extra But years. you didn't go to college or anything like that, did you? For a year. You did. That was my excuse. Every rock star goes for a year. Well, that's your excuse to move away from to? home. Yeah, yeah, what school did you go to? I went to Parsons in New York. All right. So it's an art school. You know, you're right. too dumb to get into any other school. So, so you go to art school. Yeah. Right. They ship you off to art school. <laughs> All right. So wait a second. So then, <laughs> so like you're in art school, and then you start putting together White Zombie? No, I wasn't doing anything then. Really? Except going like, wow, it's cool not to live with your parents. Right. And then my grades dropped so low. From enjoying that coolness that they threw me out. Of and were you into drugs and everything? And you got like hooked on drugs? No, no, <laughs> not real, not really into drugs. I that never much? did that. No. Never got heavily into that. Oh, I thought you were like completely no, I wasted. Kind of missed that. You missed that, that whole phase. Thing. You didn't need it. You had your music. Well, when I was in high school, it was like you know the kids who did the drugs were the nah, the kids you hated. Right. It wasn't like it wasn't cool. So I went to the wrong school. When did you start getting tattooed and stuff? Oh. Mm, about six or seven years ago. Six years ago. Did your parents get pissed off at all those tattoos? You start well, I had them before they knew. For oh, a long, really? Long time. And you just had them and you for, hit them for a couple of years. And when, then one day I went home for Christmas, and for some reason my mom just she ran to me and lifted up my sleeve and was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! You're oh, ruined." Well. And then she's like, "Well, the zombie mom. name would be dragged through the mud." <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's not a family name. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Are you accusing Rob of changing his name yeah, to Rob Zombie? Because nobody would do something like that. He did it to protect. When did you become Rob Zombie? Around the tattoo time. Really? Everyone just called me that, so that's what it became. Zombie? So when you, you started writing these tunes and everything, everyone probably said, oh, man, he's nuts because the band sucks. Because you were probably ahead of your time, right? Like all musical geniuses, you were probably exactly. ahead of your time, right? Was, yeah. I feel like you were doing all this. Wait, let me, for those of you who are not fans of White Zombie, yeah, I'm just going to put on some of the music. Let me just put on some. I need to hear the music. Uh, all right, wait, all right. Yeah, because I think people forget what a musical genius is sitting here. This is a great album. I mean, every song works. Right, every me. song is good. This is a perfect album. You're probably going to win Best Album of the Year when I announce it at the end of the year. Yeah, Howard's Best Album of the Year. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to win it anywhere. No, you're not going to win it anywhere else, my friend. <laughs> Don't keep waiting. He's going, where am I going to win Best Album MTV? Recognized play. Did you direct the uh, the last video, the yeah. uh, More Human Than Human? Yeah. You did that? Yeah. Did you know what an anthem you had created when you uh, hit on that? That well, everybody was going to pick up on it? Remember, first of all, remember when I brought that record in? You said that. I said right this is going to be a huge hit? Yeah. 
I mean, this, the day I heard, first heard the album, I knew that song was going to be a big hit. Well, with that song, we came up with a formula. You put a, you know, you put a catchy beat and repeat anything enough, and people will buy it. All right. Yeah, but the, what you what you said there, more human than human. Yeah. It's yeah, very heavy. Heavy. It's very heavy. <laughs> heavy. I'm not even sure why it's heavy. Heavy was achieved on that. I, I just, I just know when I heard that song, I said, I wish I had said Everybody more human than human. Into that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a good thought. Yeah. When did that come to you? Like just sitting around? No, when I was sitting around watching Blade Runner and I stole it from the movie. Oh, really? You did? <laughs> oh, you're not such a genius. Yeah, I All right. That. So anyway, here's a, a few more things. The whole record, is, the whole record is cool because even. Like the little sound clips and stuff I you put in? The guys talking and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that stuff. Wait a second. Now, who's this? Where'd you find that? That's from some old Hammer movie like Curse of Frankenstein. I don't remember where I took it from. I have to have better stop. Do that, man. It's already cool. Yeah. <laughs> you get into it. And hey, you know who really endorsed White Zombie early on? Who? Was Beavis and Butthead. Really? That's sort of how you guys That's got... the only people that liked it. Yeah. That's where your videos got played first, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No one else cared. Some cartoon characters. <laughs> they have cartoon <laughs> characters to say. <laughs> Those guys know good music. See, even that musical genius. <laughs> Yeah, going, right? Check it out. Then I want to meet your girlfriend. Okay. Here's OCD. Does she really? Discuss it with you. I'll tell her how to cure it. She read the new book and she's like, there it is. It's easy. Is she going around touching things and everything? Well, you know, double checking everything a hundred times. Yeah, it's cheating get rid of it. I'll talk to her. <laughs> if she lets me sleep with her. <laughs> I'll be honored to share her with you. You're not going to marry her or anything, are you? No, you're not going to do it. She's not crazy. He's a rock star. Oh, don't get it started. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Now, does this like this all come to you at once, or you just start messing around? Messing around. Yeah. A little of this, a little of that. Yeah, but where do you get this sound from to be messing? This is it. Now, I hear this. I just want to. I want to chop Fred's head off. <laughs> You think like evil thoughts when you write this stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you basically like an evil person? Oh, like, check this out. This is incredible. This is trash. We all go down for the sacrificial moment. <laughs> we all go down for the sacrificial moment. Listen to that. Man, you could sing. You know what this is about. This is about kicking somebody's ass. Exactly. <laughs> Listen to that. You're telling me this guy isn't a musical genius? Man. Woo. There you go. Can hey, you I... do that live? Yeah. Dude, when wow. I, I've seen you do it. Kind of, sort of. I saw you do it. Yeah, you saw them. I saw you on some award show doing it. No, I didn't get to see your concert the last time. Are you are you doing a concert around here? Uh, we're playing this free radio thing at Roseland on Friday, but, yeah. but it'll suck. So that's no good. Don't bother. I want to see when you do a regular concert. Yeah, the real thing. What do you got going on in your hair? Was it all matted down and stuff? What's that going well, on? I, what do you do? Like you, it was all you? dreads, and then I got sick of them, so I cut some of them off. But then I left some in, and it's cool. You don't even care, right? I don't care. That's good. It doesn't matter anymore. That's perfect. The perfect rock star. Let me see your girlfriend. Let me see what you're getting. All right. <laughs> What's her first name? Sherry. Sherry? And you're exclusively with her, or you're allowed to have sex with other no, girls? No, no, I'm exclusively. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. me see. Well, and you met you met her backstage at a concert? 
kind of, sort of. Yeah, so she was a fan. Well, if she feels like telling the story. But All right, let me see. Oh, man. Oh, too <laughs> cute. More human than you, man. There it is. Right there, Sherry. Give, give Sherry a chair, Jackie. Be a gentleman. Give her a chair. Don't give it to her too quick. I want to look at her. What, are you a supermodel or something? Oh, man. Give me some of that action. Oh, I'd be getting that if I wasn't married. <laughs> oh, man, look at that. Yeah, you got a cheerleader. Look at you, and you got a cheerleader. And she would never look at you in high school. Oh, I know. you got to realize that. Oh, no, yes, I will. I realize that. What happens? You see him at the concert and everything, and you go ape, and you go wild, and it's like, no. he, represents no, you everything. he represents everything you weren't allowed to do in high school. And she was really mean to me when she first Because look at her. She's like pure. You must foul her. <laughs> With your seed. Uh, wow, that is great. Uh, <laughs> wow, you're too cute. Look at it. Look what you go for, like a Barbie doll. Look what you go for, no, man. I, I go through many different looks. Sometimes oh, really? I have black hair, sometimes I have purple hair, sometimes I have pink hair, sometimes I have... And it's all still attached to you. <laughs> I bet your parents moved to Greenland when they, when they brought home Rob Zombie. Right? Look at that, man. Oh, give me that just once. Really? Do you take him home? <laughs> Do you think Rob's a musical genius? Sometimes. Rob's just a genius. He is? At everything. Good in the sack? Yes. Wow. God bless. I'd be good in the sack with you, too, because I'd want to please you. Can you believe your good fortune, my friend? Hey, do you know what happened that night? You know what? So this is a funny story. Yeah. we gotta, we got we to gotta, uh, call Richard out on this. I'll get back to you in a minute. This will be a reunion. Yeah. So Rob, Richard was out. Richard's my intern, one of my interns. Uh-huh. And he's, when he gets drunk, he acts like a real jackass. Like most guys. Uh -huh. So he's at a club one night. Do you know about this? Uh -uh. Okay, all right. So he's at a club one night, and Richard is like with Ralph and a bunch of other guys. And, and John, I guess, is it. Yeah, and he's drinking a bunch. And Rob walks into the club. Okay? So, Rob, you know about this? Well, I've heard this story, but... This it, is true. It, but it wasn't me. It was you. Maybe anyway, the guy impersonating him. I don't know, but Rob walked I in, supposedly. John about it. So Richard got all drunk and started yelling... In front of like Richard was a bunch of girls and all the girls were freaking out that it was Rob. Yeah. So I guess Richard was feeling inadequate and he goes <laughs> and he goes, Hey Junior, nice hat. And he not keeps true. it's not it true. It wasn't me. It wasn't you? I remember yeah. hearing this story and we were like on tour like in Texas yeah. when I heard him telling about this. Oh really? Hey Richard. It Come in here. It wasn't the even Rob Zombie. I was asking stuttering John about it and he, he didn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> It wasn't even Rob. Yes, it was. This is at the Airheads party. Oh, at the Airheads party? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was oh. talking to you, and me and you were having a nice conversation, and Richard was like 20 feet away going, Oh. And he kept yelling. Oh, there's Richard. Oh, he's talking to Richard. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know what? You must have put a curse on him because Richard's jaw locked up on him the other night, and he had to go to the emergency room because he couldn't close his mouth because he was drunk. No, I he just, he just told the story not too long ago, but it was from it was from a while ago. What happened? Rob oh, walked right, in. Right. Rob walked in, and you 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 were trying to impress those girls, and you kept yelling at him, "Hey, nice hat, Junior." No, he came in, and, and he had like the big like witch's hat on or something. No, he had that big um, cowboy hat. Cowboy hat, the like plastic one. Big... Oh, that silver thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, yeah. So Richard was trying to impress girls. Oh, I missed this whole incident when I was there. I didn't even notice. Yeah, right. You didn't notice, but to Richard, it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was Richard's whole life. And Richard went up to these. Sorry, and then Richard went up to these girls. 
Michaels <laughs> and said, go up to Rob and say, nice hat, Junior. Oh. Didn't happen. So, <laughs> see what I mean? What happens when you're a rock star? You thought the girls are going up there Everyone hates you. You mean you thought you were being cool. Meanwhile, you didn't even know. No, I was goofing around. I mean, I didn't even mean to insult them, you know? You're a fan, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a fan. I didn't mean, you know, I just thought it would be a funny thing to do. And then it seemed like... Yeah, meanwhile, Sherry thinks you're a dick. By the way, think you're a dick. Less than a fly on yeah. Rob's butt. He didn't even notice it. Yeah, notice you're that. nothing to him. You're a piece of garbage. You're nothing. He's got Sherry. What does he need you for? I, he doesn't need me. That's right. All right, get out of here. You should be thoroughly embarrassed with your whole life. I am. All right, right good. You know, that was the same night that he almost got to fight with Joey, Joey Ramone. Why did you fight with Joey Ramone that I night? I thought to fight with him, too. I mean, maybe you shouldn't drink anymore. Yeah, yeah fight with Joey. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't because I was drinking. <laughs> well, 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 I didn't almost get into a fight with Joey. We just had, like, a little altercation. Well, why are you even mixing it up with Joey Ramone? How could you even get I into don't know. I don't know. Ramone. No, just because he scared me. He just threw me for a loop. He scared you. So, Sherry, <laughs> how old are you? All right, get out of here, Richard. No one cares about you. How old are you? 25? Oh, perfect. Microphone. Mm, John wouldn't do that. 25? Yep. And like you were hanging out at a white zombie concert? Yeah. How did you get there? Like, uh, I didn't well, tell the story because I, I didn't know if you wanted to. I was on my way moving to California and a friend of mine from California came to Connecticut and he's like, oh, let's go see white zombie. And I didn't know who they were. So right. But you want to tell the real story? much more interesting. No. Tell the real story. No. <laughs> tell the real story. Come on. So you went down to Toad's Place. Sherry, t wait a second. What's oh, you went, you were playing to Toad's deal? Place? Yeah. Oh, okay. This was a lot of years ago. Three years ago. All right, yeah. Yeah. So, the real story is good. what is the real story? Come on, Sherry. I'm embarrassed by it. Why are you embarrassed? Because it's too funny. What I happened? I wasted that night. Oh, you were real? I'll tell it. All right, go ahead. You tell it. So, we're playing. She's really drunk. Right. I thought it was great. It was amazing. She I jumps on stage, right. starts jumping around, jumps back in the crowd, jumps on stage again. You mean like diving into the crowd? Yeah, like stage diving. Like a hot chick like this is stage diving into yeah, well, the crowd? Yeah, she was really drunk. And then the bouncer's tried to throw out, so she punched the security guard. <laughs> you punched the security punched guard? The and then she was sitting outside the club in a police car. <laughs> Really? Getting arrested. You? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For punching the bouncer. A okay. cheerleader? Weren't you a cheerleader in high school and stuff? Uh -huh. You were. Yeah. And you punched a bouncer out? I was, was one of those cheerleaders that smoked and... Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. had sex at an early age? No, I was 17. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <Okay>. So anyway, <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> so you, uh... So you punched the guy in the face, and then what, Rob came out? I don't remember. And then, like, were you like, oh, Rob, please, No, because no, I was still on guys. stage yeah. playing, and I didn't know. And what happened? One of your uh, roadies came out and said, hey, there's yeah. this really hot chick in a police car. And he's knocking on the police car um, window, and he's like, oh, Rob wants to meet you. And I'm like, okay, well, my jacket's inside, so. And you went in and met him? Did you have to go to court? Yeah. You did go to court? court? I had to donate $25 to... $25? Yeah. Oh, gee, what a punishment. Wasn't that big of a punishment. Right. Something. So what happened? You spot if someone spotted her in the police car and said, "There's this really good-looking girl. Maybe you can get well, her." When I went on stage, he like <laughs> he wanted me you. and like was kind of pumping you. Like, I don't no, no, no. And what were you wearing that night? Jeans and a vest. Really? Yeah. No bra. No, I had bra. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And then what? Rob take you back to his place and do you? No, no. We no, went no. out for um, pizza, but did we? We didn't eat pizza. We went to that pizza place. So and had romantic. Water. And you just mean to me all night. And you were goofing on Rob. Because you know, like he was in a band, so right. I was moving. I didn't He's like, I know what you're all about. You're not going to fool me. You're and did you sleep with him that night? Yes. <laughs> you did. She did. Yeah. Real goofy. You did. Where did you do it, though? You couldn't take him back to your house. Your parents would have, like, chopped your head off. 
bring home Rob. You got to admit, Rob's an original. I mean, you know. <laughs> but my I don't mom, think my yeah, mom right. loves him now. Yeah. Oh, of course he's a multimillionaire. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was a multimillionaire when I met her, though. So where did you have sex well, in the band van or something? Like yeah. a bus. You had a bus. So you, so we got no, you in the back of the bus. Really sweet. He made like a nice <laughs> bed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what a romantic guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, got that whole bus. I want to get you on the floor. And so you never got off the bus? Oh, Is that what's the, the deal here? She just kept going with him? Yeah, did you just stay on the bus and travel? No, no. No, no I went you home. Went, you went home? So how many times did you guys do it? Like on the bus floor all night and the whole band is sitting around watching? No. No, I don't know where the hell they were. Oh. How many guys in the band watch? Any of them? Nobody. Nobody? You sure? Nobody. Not into that, honey? Oh, sorry, so when did they finally hook up? If he, <laughs> she was on her way somewhere else and he was touring. Yeah. yeah. And then what, did you start following around the country and everything? No. Um, you were moving to L.A. and we were heading yeah. back to L.A. So he flew me to Chicago and then I like I paid part of the plane, my half. like Because Rob had no money at that point. Broke. No. And you yeah. probably, like, you were probably like, hey, it wasn't even clear if Rob would ever make it, right? No. <coughs> Nobody knew. Definitely no. not clear yeah. on that side. Right. No. Loser. And, um, yeah. I don't say that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so then when, would Rob play his music for you? Did you realize that it was going to be great? Or did you just... Uh... Well, he never really played his music for me. Right. It's I... not the kind of music you play to a girl. No. You know what I mean? It's almost I like... listened to it, at, like when he was on the road and when I was in L.A., I would listen to it. What do you think the music's about? Is it, uh, Rob, are you into like Satan or something? <laughs> What's your story? I don't know. Do you pray to Satan? Because if you do, I'm going to start praying to him. I want a girlfriend like this. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, that, if Satanism gets me that, I want it. I'm not saying anything, but it works. It does. Yep. So, so what's your story? No, seriously, what, like, it's sort of a cult and everything, right? You know what I mean? I mean, what, what's going on in these songs? Like, what's more human than you man mean? What does that mean? I mean, what is it all about? I mean, seriously, help me out with it. I know I dig it. What is it? Yeah, but I mean, I, I, what it's all I about. explain it. Explain it to I me. I can't. You really can't? I really can't. What's going through your head, though? I don't know. I'm trying to understand. Going through my head is I have to make a record. Right. And then you make it, and then it just, but all this stuff comes out. It sounds like devil worship to me, though. Right, all this crazy. Devil, devil man, devil. Devil worship, yeah. yeah. You know, hey, don't be thrown by the devil, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't be thrown by the no, devil, man. It's pointing you in the wrong direction. So can you two go to the beach together and go on dates? We're not well, beach not a, people. What do you do? I'm not a beach We player. went to the beach once in Texas, and he went in the water with all his clothes on. You, did? <laughs> you don't know, You don't go to it the... It like swamp monsters. You don't wear a bathing suit or anything? No. no. <laughs> I, was, I was looking, and I said, I don't think he's ever seen the sun. Really? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Wow. So you want to marry Rob? Mm, we kind of already are married. So I don't see... <laughs> not according to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're married? You're not married. Well, spiritually. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't hold up in court, my dear. Yeah, that's what Rob wants to say. I'm spiritual world. Honey, I'm spiritually married to you. You know that, don't you? I'm not worried about it. You don't care. You're just having a good time with Rob. Have you brought up the topic yet? Because rock stars aren't the type to propose, you know. No, we've talked about it, but... Rob, you you feeling? Voiced our opinions about it. You feeling like you want marriage? You know what you ought to do? You ought to just start cheating on them and go out with other guys no, and then make them jealous. There you go. Make them jealous that's, and they'll marry that's you. That's the way to make a relationship work. <laughs> that's what I would do if I yeah, was I you. I want to marry her right away if she starts cheating on uh, me. Sure. And you're faithful to her, Rob, or what? Yeah. Really? And you've been faithful to Rob? Yes. Wow. Wow. Oh man, what are you doing right? <laughs> Let's listen to more tunes. Yeah. Show you why Rob's happening. Show you why Rob deserves girls. 
I should play. I should play more human. No. Yeah, that's the one people know most. I about. think that's. I don't know the numbers of the tracks, but I think three. I think it's number three, isn't it? Mm. That's cool. Rob doesn't. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, I remember her saying, "I'm already dead." I'm already dead. One second, I know what it is. Yeah, it's later. Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven. Oh, six. Six? I never heard the record Thank you, Rob. so long. It sounded really good out there. I listen to the record as a whole. I don't sit and uh, pick it apart. I don't pick it apart. It's meant to be heard as one piece. Am I correct, Rob? There you go. One giant work of art. Hey, Fred, let me ask you something. You think Rob's a musical genius? I absolutely do. You do? He does really good things with sound. Yeah. I love it. This is good. This will help you get laid more. <laughs> now Sherry's going to go home and go, Howard said you're a musical genius. Get in that bed, you animal. When are you coming out with another record? You got some new songs? No. You don't? It's just going to come to you all at once? Yeah. You have to. I got to get a uh, fast forward on some of these things. I can never get through uh, tracks fast. What, what, what is it? I don't know what. Uh, no, what, 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 so I bring the uh, CD with me around, and I carry it around. Uh-oh, lovemaking's going on in the corner. What are you saying? You bumming out, Sherry? No, I can't remember <laughs> the name of this song. I don't either. I don't know the names of them, and I don't even Who know the lyrics. Who the name? But I don't even know the lyrics. It's just a vibe I get from you it. You can't That's even keep up with the lyrics. I play, I play it loud in my basement, and I just uh, slam my head into the wall. <laughs> I do. I just like, I, I think about beating up people. There's one song where he uses the MF word, and I'm like, what the hell is he singing about? No, you know what that is. That's about having sex with your mother. <laughs> oh, my. Rob, you ever have sex with your mother? <laughs> no. Ever Come sacrifice an animal? Normal family? Uh, ever sacrifice an animal? No? I don't think so. Tortured a cat? Yeah. You burned a lot of stuff. You did burn a lot of stuff on fire. You did? did fire you? was fun. Yeah. yeah. You burned animals and stuff? burned the house down. Really? You almost burned the house down? Is yeah. that true? Um, How'd you do that? Just... I had this lighter fluid and spraying it on stuff, trying to write words out. <laughs> lighter fluid lit right. on fire. It shot up the side of the house. Wow. Like, oh Why were you doing that? Because he hates his parents. <laughs> I don't think I had to do that. Was it your parents' house? Yeah. Yeah. But then happens. luckily dad came running out and put it out. Oh, goodness. Do you two get incredibly kinky? I imagine like Rob's really wild and been like tying you up and oh, whatever you know, doing satanic of. stuff. Oh, yeah. Is he really wild? Cherry? Or is he normal? No, we have wild sex? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean better than any guy you've ever been with? Yeah. Really? Of course. Why? Because Rob's so inventive? He's a genius. Because he's a musical genius. Does he ever sing to you? Like, does he ever play stuff to you on the guitar or something? No, I bought him a guitar for Christmas last year, and I think he picked it up twice. Really? Yes. When the inspiration hits. But doesn't a guy like that, like, does he, like, draw weird things on your body and stuff? And, like, he's probably painting on you all the time and licking crap off you and all that? I didn't think of that. <laughs> really? No, oh, man, I'm already coming up with a whole bunch of things. Thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
know what the hell's going on. <laughs> you doing a show around here, or you just came by to say hi? No, we're in, uh, we're going to Virginia or something. Oh, yeah? Somewhere, I don't know. You don't even know? Salem, Virginia. I mean, you just came by to say hi. Exactly. That was decent of you. Just nice, to say yeah. hi. Yeah, I really, I really uh, respect your music, and I really enjoy your music. I really and it's think a thrill more to meet human you. than human right. is number three. I don't know. Rob doesn't seem to know. I think it's number... No, I think it's <sighs> number three. Yeah, I remember her saying... I get confused by the... Yeah, I'm not right, right? <laughs> I think it's number eight. Come on, it's be number honest. eight. No, it is number eight. Number eight? Oh, man. I guarantee you it's number eight. There yeah. it is. No, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was number seven. No. So this has made a lot of money. How many records have you sold with this thing? Do you know? Like two million. Two million? I would have thought you sold like 20 million of this. Really? Nah. The world hasn't discovered you yet. And uh, we don't we didn't really get as much hype as, you know. As these other bands. Sold two million records kind of in a weird way. Is that Sherry moaning? No? Is that you? You don't get involved in the uh, studio stuff? You don't make noise when you have sex with Rob? Yeah, I do. I think he tapes you all day. He didn't have a microphone. Yeah, this song kicks ass. The whole album kicks ass. on stage jumping around and stuff. You got that whole move down. Yep, my aerobic body. What? I thought you never saw this. I, I, I told Rob I saw him, you know, live on TV. Uh, yeah, I'm going to come to the next show. Yeah, you got to tell us when you're here. Yeah, I got to come with my bitches. <laughs> so I can, like, I, can beat, I want to just beat up some guys backstage. I want to get in a fight. Does the audience start beating each other up and everything? Yeah, pretty concert? much. Do they, yeah? Like, smack, smacking into each other and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you gotta hit somebody. Yeah, squeeze somebody's head like a pimple. A lot of injuries. Watch all the brains come dripping out. Yeah. God damn, Rob, I'm meeting you. Look at you, man. <laughs> Look at you. I listen to this. Don't you understand what this means to me, man? I, I listen to this every day. Do you understand? I don't understand. I don't even talk to my kids that much. <laughs> this album means a lot to me, man. makes me happy. Oh, wait a second. White Zombie's going to be... This is why you're here. What? White Zombie's going to be at the Philly Civic Center on December 13th. Oh. Yeah, but you'll sell that out. No question. Yeah. What made you think of that guitar thing? Does that just come to you in the studio? No, um, Jay, our guitar player, was just doing it, and I was like, oh, yeah? that's good, remember that. And yeah. Two years later, we used it. Where do you record these albums? You know, wherever. I might want to sit in on the next session and okay, give you guys well, some vibe. Next jam session. Yeah, I might want to have to sit in. I have some thoughts on it. We'll I would like to know how they <laughs> sit. I mean, you don't really don't write while you're sitting around at home. No, we wait till we have to make a record. Then we force ourselves to go into a room for like eight hours every day. And wow. And when eventually we write songs and everyone hates each other and then we have to put it on tape. You know why this album's good? All of these songs could even be played acoustically. These songs hold up. It's not like, you know what I'm um, saying? I don't know if they could be. Yes, they could. Yes, they could. They could. They could. I'm telling you. They could be. Do you got, does Rob ever put his own music on in the house? No. Never? Only when, like, when they're writing and when he's listening. Did you ever have sex to his music while it was playing? No. No? Oh, what oh, does he listen to? What does he listen to? What do you guys make love to? I make love to the black stations. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Uh, my wife seems like A it. lot of stuff. A lot of, um, uh... What's that club music that Best of Rage? Oh, that Lords that, of Acid and all that. You listen Lords to that? Acid. Lords of Acid? And then there's Elvis and Sinatra. Oh, yeah? You listen to all that stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
I couldn't make love to your music, though. That's that's one thing I wouldn't do. I like to just be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to listen to the music with anybody else. I like else. Around naked. I like candles. I like candles when I listen to your music. I keep the room dark. And I have computer sex. And bang your head again. <laughs> and bang my head again. And then my kids come in the room and they, and they laugh at me. <laughs> they ridicule you. Yeah, they ridicule me. <laughs> I think I feel like singing. I have to check the lyrics though because I don't know them. you're talking about i don't know and i don't Doesn't care seem to matter i don't even care <laughs> i've never no thought of doing <laughs> all i know is more human than you man Gives me, gives me, all right, I gotta get you out of here. <laughs> I can't stand it anymore. Okay. It did real good, though. Made a real good album. Make another good one. All your albums. So, are when good. do you go lock yourself in this room again and make more music? I don't know. With Sherry. We dread it. Yeah. I'd love to make love to you, Sherry. <laughs> I know what you mean, man. When I wrote my book, I hated it. Yeah. It wasn't like I enjoyed writing well, it. Well, it's not like you sit on reading it every night. No. I haven't, in fact, I've never read it. I mean, I just wrote it and then I never read it. I basically what I do is why when sometimes they interview me, I go, I wrote that? You know how you don't remember what you say? Yeah, it's really strange, because sometimes even if you see a line, you go, who wrote that? I would never say that. That's why, you know, I'm not surprised when I say to Rob what track goes where, and he yeah. doesn't know. I'm really not surprised by that, because people ask me, like, you know, yeah. and then they interview me, and they go, well, did you write this book? I go, I swear I wrote it. <laughs> I just don't remember what I said. I swear I wrote it. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Listen, Rob. It's an honor to meet you, Mr. Zombie. Me. I'm not sure I learned anything. Are you always well, in a hat? Yeah, that's his thing, a hat. In the winter. Just in the winter? Yeah. I wonder if I wear a hat like that, could I pull that off, that whole look? I don't know if I'm pulling You're going to go through the hat The whole hat look. I'm thinking of getting into the whole hat look. Where else are you tattooed besides your arms? That's it. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get me, get me a tattoo. There you go. What are you going to get? You've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, i got to get it done already. <laughs> I'm, I'm get, it's getting like a little old. I have it done. kind of stupid, though. He's got both arms done down Let me, let me see your arms again, man. Maybe I can pick something out. Let me see what you What do you see yeah, on me? I mean, you're a tattoo guy. One little one. I never give you design it. You don't get, you, do you just walk into the tattoo parlor and just say to the guy, put on something? No, I draw something out like day before and run in there and, you know, get stuck with it. What the forever. hell you got on your arms? See, you're too intense. But you got too much. You, know, you got the giant eyeball yeah, thing going. And tribute to Halloween. Yeah, you got a whole. You got. You actually have like faces on your arms. See, I don't want any yeah, faces. I've known that. Like, like, like even Sherry's laughing. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, like staring at it. Like, oh my god. And like, you can never wear uh, something with sleeves because you have to show your arms all the time. No, I always wear sleeves. Now I'm starting. Like, you know, at first it's just a whole vibe, but now I'm looking at it. It's uh, you got a uh, got a broad with her top off. And you got drunken head with an eight ball. And yeah, you got a whole bunch of stuff, and then and then on the other arm you got like a big giant devil head. Yeah, yeah. Let me see that devil head that's thing. A little intergalactic. Yeah, that's a that's a major uh, commitment. I don't know if I'm that major. No. I don't see anything on you that I'm going to put on my arm. To be quite honest with you, I might put Sherry's name. Just put Sherry. But the funny thing is, look at how you're carrying on and, and aggravating over it. You just go put get stuff on. You know, I feel weird because I put a uh, an eyeball on my computer screen. Like, you know, got, yeah, I think I'm a nut. Like, what is that? Like, like, check this out. On my computer screen, I got this eyeball, right? And uh, 
I'm saying, hey, I'm pretty nutty. I'm a pretty nutty guy. I got an eyeball like. Yeah, wait, I'll show it to you. Hey, look at that. See that, Rob? See that? That's pretty you have cool. To live with that for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I have to put that on my arm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get me a tattoo, man. And he thought it was so radical when he got his blue streaks. You, know. you see the blue in my hair? Yeah. yeah. I noticed that. What do you think of that? Pretty groovy. Yeah, you like that? Uh, the I beard. We noticed the beard on the Tonight Show. Hair. Yeah, I get the beard thing going. You had it before, but then you lost it. Yeah, I, it comes and goes. <laughs> well, anyway, Sherry, a pleasure to meet you even more than Rob, because you're a genius in your own way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anybody who's 38, 24, 36 is a genius. Yeah, well. <laughs> to me. And Rob, you are a genius, man, to me. Thank you. And I thank you for making that album, because I listen to it every day. It gives me something to do, besides stare at the wall. <laughs> Sherry, do you play an instrument? Uh... Flute? No, but I had a recorder that I was oh, you playing. Did? Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to like relearn it because everybody plays it. You're not doing the band or anything. Yeah, you're not gonna be like Yoko and <laughs> no. join my band, are you? <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't want to be in this band. But anyway, go see White Zombie at the Philly Civic Center on December 13th. White Zombie, yeah, Rob Zombie, time. go have a good time, and you can beat guys up and stuff. And have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure they will. And then go look at Sherry. She'd probably be backstage looking for something <laughs> yeah. to do. Some great music. Yeah, it really is the greatest music, White Zombie. And uh, we'll be back right. Great meeting you, Rob. Thanks. Bye. We'll be back with the Howard Stern Show. Don't go away. 97.1 The Eagle. You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. Once again, Howard Stern. I was singing on that, Robin. You probably thought that was part of the record. Oh, no. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell the truth. I knew that was some good singing. Along. I was just doing that for Rob Zombie. <laughs> He'll say, remember that, so you can use it in the It's not too many people I get excited about, but Rob Zombie I get excited about. You know I what I mean? I believe he makes that music. Yeah, you know, hard to believe. Like a regular guy. Yeah. Not you didn't quite. But... <laughs> no, he doesn't. You know what? You've been in this business too long. There's nothing regular about him. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Like big music. He's, yeah. Uh... I didn't realize I only sold two million copies of that album. I wouldn't have had him on the show had I known that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't care. That's a really good record. You should pick that one up. Um, I just got to mention something because I know you're going to start news. But I really, I really like this. What? And, uh, I mean, I was a little brokenhearted this weekend because my book was listed on the New York Times bestseller list as number two, and it really screwed my head up. Really did, because I know my book is number one. And everyone knows it. And there's a journalist who wrote me a letter. I, I won't uh, say his name, but he's a pretty well-respected journalist. And you know what he wrote me? i got to read this to you. He says, hey, Howard, the New York Times is filled with a-holes. And the biggest bunch of snobs in, in the uh, bunch work for the book section. Ah. They take care of their friends and punish people they consider enemies. Don't expect them to change their list, but keep up the pressure. Like you said on the air this morning, they're always ready to put other people's feet to the fire, but when the heat gets turned on them, they suddenly clam up and act holier than thou. 
I have to assume that they're being deluged with calls from your fans, which has got to be their idea of hell. Eventually, this will become a story that they won't be able to ignore because the New York Times changed the uh, bestsellers list because someone there didn't like me. Mm -hmm. I was number one for that week. It's proven. I've got all the evidence. And they don't care. You know, they fly in the face of all convention. Everybody else has you at number one. Eventually, this will become a story they won't be able to ignore because everyone else will be writing about it. And sooner or later, they're going to have to respond. And when they do, they'll look like even bigger jackasses. You know, they can do this to some little author who doesn't have a forum. Right. But why do they always make this mistake with you? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. But you know what? I can't get the New York Times to give me an answer. But I swear to God, I just wish there was one journalist who could keep calling them and get an answer from them. But it was like in the last book when Caldors decided to change the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. Why would they think they could get away with it? Because whoever did this wasn't thinking clearly and didn't realize what they were doing. And now it's probably quite embarrassed. And some other journalist said to me, you got to understand something. He said, you know, because I've always felt that the New York Times was like this. You know, this great monument to journalism. He says, you got to understand, the people in the industry, the New York Times is no different than the National Enquirer. Absolutely. They have reporters who have to sort of fill their agenda, and they slant the news just the way they want to slant it. And they've got, you know, they're not I'm great reporters. you were so naive. Yes, I was. I was very naive. I was the kid who grew up thinking that, gee, you remember when the New York Times wouldn't even allow their journalists? They made them go to jail rather than reveal a source and all that. I mean, well, yeah. you grow up with that kind of stuff. You think, wow, the New York Times. But, but they always, I, I, would, I had a policy never to read more than the first two paragraphs of any New York Times story because then they start spinning. You're so smart. <laughs> and you're so much smarter than the rest of us, but the rest of us are so easily duped. Start spinning Listen to this. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I, I'm reading this guy's opinion. I, I see. just want the facts. Well, if I had only been as bright as you and well, known that the New York you know, Times not was... everybody can be. Right. Well, you're an unusual case. You're a newspaper Me genius. Me and Rob Zombie. Right. Well, that's why it's so exciting to meet you every day. But listen to this. Here's an article that appeared in the New York Post today that I think I really get a kick out of. I read more of the National Enquirer than I read the I've always said I love the National Enquirer and the Globe. Listen to this. I don't know why the headline is this. It says, the new quit threat for Kathy Lee, like Kathy Lee is threatening to quit again, which has nothing to do with this article. The Kathy Lee Gifford-Howard Stern War of Words continues in the issue of TV Guide on newsstands this week. Do we have this issue yet? I don't. I don't either. Gifford tells the magazine that she meant it when she said, if she doesn't win the struggle for power with live executive producer Michael Gelman, she'll leave the show next August. She also says she's given five-year-old Cody the right to say he'd rather not be mommy's favorite topic during live's opening host chat segment. She says, she said to her son, this is Kathy Lee quoting now, she said to her son, I won't talk about you on the show if it's not okay with you, but then mommy's got to go find a new job and you might not be able to go to that private school anymore or Disneyland. Oh, my God. Imagine laying that... This so woman is vicious. So listen to this. In a separate interview... Now, they didn't tell me that when they interviewed me, TV Guide, but in a separate interview, Stern, who talks on his radio show about Gifford almost as often as she talks about Cody, says... <laughs> this is a quote from Howard Stern. says, he worries about Cody and two-year-old sister Cassidy's well-being. Quote, I can't imagine the pressure of being Cody Gifford, this perfect little boy. Why would you want to take your kid and push him into the limelight? Who looks like the responsible parent now, you me do. or Kathy Lee? You do. Kathy Lee says to her kid, okay, I won't talk about you on the show anymore, but we won't be able to afford our yes. house in private school. will have to find another job. Tell me this woman isn't sick. Not only did she say, not only was she upset about the New Testament because it didn't accuse the right people of... Not, uh, not the New Testament. There was a new Bible. Oh, a new Bible. 
She said, oh, they've changed who killed Christ. <laughs> and not only did she say that Michael Gelman can't uh, uh, appreciate the audience because he's Jewish. Because he's a Jew. But now she goes and tells a little kid, if I can't talk about you. Yeah, that's scared him. Hey, don't tell me she's a healthy woman. Or you sycophants who idolize her. I've given her. him the right to not have me talk about him on the show. She's such a wacko. She's a wacko. The woman's seriously wacky. And I am finally being proven right. From her own mouth, from her own lips, she Thank will you. bury herself. She's as nutty as Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like wearing a dress. Yeah, you mm, cross your legs and swing them? No, I'm just rubbing them. And I, I converted my dress to a micro mini. You're, You're rolling around. All like, excited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jackie, come touch my legs. <laughs> Did you shave? You no. have to shave, you start wearing a skirt. So, uh, there you go. There you go. There you go, Robin. Thank you, Howard. There you go. Hey, I gotta tell you one other thing. Uh, you're probably gonna bring it up in the news. I'll wait. What? I'm gonna wait till you, you bring it up. Bring it up. Go ahead. <laughs> bring up what I'm thinking about. You're gonna talk about the guy who had the Duke. Uh, perpetrated that massacre in Harlem? No. Nope. Oh, then that was what I was going to bring up. I was going to talk about the uh, phones, the um, the mobile phones. The mobile phones. People in uh, state government. Oh, that, yes. You're going to bring that up? In city government, isn't it? In city, state, whatever. I don't know what it is. It's the city workers who are costing us millions with their mobile phones. Everybody and his mother now has a mobile phone, Robin. And I don't. You don't, and I don't. The city, <laughs> the city workers, who really don't need mobile phones. There's plenty of pay phones out there. Mobile to make a mobile phone call is a lot of money. It costs the city a lot of money. We pay for that. It doesn't even matter if somebody calls you. You start paying the moment you pick up a mobile phone. Because I read the funniest thing. You know our lieutenant governor Betsy McCauley. McCoy. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. No one can say her name because it's spelled McCoffee. Well, she's changing it to Ross. <laughs> That's easier. Betsy Ross. <laughs> oh, you know our first lady, Betsy Ross? <laughs> yeah. All right. Our lieutenant governor, Whatever. She got married the other day. That's right. They said there were so many cellular phones at the, at the wedding that the priest had to stand up and uh, please request that everyone turn off their cellular phone. Now, remember during the O.J. trial when Judge Ito would lose it every time a phone went off? Yeah. Now you understand. Yeah. All yeah. those reporters had phones. But reporter, I don't mind. It's not about... It's, it's just that city workers. Everybody has one. City and state workers should not be allowed to make mobile phone calls. Well, it also became an issue in New Jersey. They said state govern or state officials in New Jersey were racking up a lot of mobile phone time, and they were claiming that you know they could either sit in a car and waste time doing nothing, or they could get some work done while they're sitting in traffic using their mobile phones. Right. In fact, what they said was we could either sit in our cars and listen to Howard Stern. Right. Or we could get on the phone. And do some work oh. while we're sitting in <laughs> what a, Well, that's different. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something. Uh, you know, I, uh, one last thought on The Tonight Show. The reason I am so upset with Jay Leno, yeah. in all seriousness. Have you talked to Jay about this? No. It's not right to talk about this. This is how I talk. This is, I, this is not behind his back. He hears every word of it because he sits and worships me. <laughs> the reason I'm upset about The Tonight Show is that, think about it for a second. Most 99% of the people who come out on that dopey show, they walk out and they are interviewed. 
They sit there like robots and gloms and wait for Jay to ask them a question, and then they kind of go, oh, blah, 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 blah. I go on that show. I plan a presentation that not only gets them huge ratings. In fact, a guy broke out the ratings for me. This was like one of the highest rated Tonight Shows in history. Mm -hmm. One of them. And the following night, people tuned in in droves just to see what Jay would say about the previous night. Absolutely. He owes you for two nights. Two nights of, of ratings. It was a ratings bonanza. He had his biggest win over David Letterman this week for the first time. Why? Because he and had... He probably beat Nightline, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I come on there, and I plan a show with models and uh, whole routines. I come out there, I give this guy excitement. And I go through all this, and I don't know why I go through it anymore. I really don't. I don't need it anymore. I, I get hooked into these shows because I'm promoting a stupid book. But, but I would never. Did it. I would never do these shows. If you notice, for the past year, I haven't been on any shows because if I don't have something to promote, I would just as soon sit in my house and entertain you know who, me. I like to spend 100% of my time entertaining me. <laughs> That's who I'm busy with. <laughs> And true. Uh, Gary, get Morty on the phone so I can tell him how lucky he is that I'm coming on that show, that David Letterman show. I'm going to tell you something, Robin. There is nobody who sits and plans these shows like I do. Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And Jay Leno does not appreciate it. That's what pisses me off. These guys all sit there up and night after night with the same stupid show. They get a guy who comes on there. I got, I got things going on. I got books I'm pulling out. I got all girls. All hell's breaking loose. For once, something interesting's happening. And this guy's like, I don't know. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's going to air. It'll all be cut. It'll all be cut. Meanwhile, none of it was cut. I was right. The only thing that was cut was Jay walking off the show, which he should show. I can't do this anymore. I quit. I'm not going on The Tonight Show again until he shows himself walking off, that pussy. Oh. That pussy. Pussy. And I guarantee you, he's lost a lot of fans as a result of this. And I'm going to bring those fans back to Letterman. I think he is. Nobody appreciates hard work. And the New York Times can eat me and suckle me <laughs> and suckle it until it's dry. And you can too, Robin. Mm. Yes, sir! <laughs> I have no such desires. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Police. <laughs> I have no such desires. <laughs> All right, now what news did you have to bring up? Oh. What is it, uh, Gary? I tried to get Morty on the phone, but um, he, after all these years, he finally oh, wanted to change his number. He changed his number. Oh, we don't even have his number anymore. No. Yeah, well, tell him I lost his number. <laughs> don't let him know that we lost his number. I mean, that he changed his number. Whatever. This is a very sad story today. I thought. What Fred wrote something? No, that would be a happy story. That's right. Sure. <laughs> but a guy named Darren Robinson. Who's that? No longer with us. Oh, I know who that is. He was a member of the Fat Boys. Yeah, a rap group that was around a couple of years ago. I was a big fan of this. Big in the eighties. Yes. He fell off a couch. That's how Jackie died. And died. Oh. I heard about that. Yes, he was 450 pounds. And he fell off his couch. And he, I guess he was sleeping or something and must have rolled off the couch. Wow. And just died. <laughs> so they spent about 45 minutes trying to revive him. You know, his uh, brother got a call from someone and he rushed over to the house. 
and they tried to revive him, but uh, they just assumed that once he... I mean, he was probably was one of those guys who couldn't sleep in a bed at 450 pounds. Hey, Robin. Sleep sitting up. Forget him. I didn't even get flowers and candies from The Tonight Show. Oh, to yeah, thank this me. time they didn't send you a basket or Nothing. Anything? Nothing. I haven't received a thank you for the highest ratings. They usually do that. And let me tell you about this fat boy. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about this guy. You know, I see these shows sometimes where fat, obese people come on and they try to convince you it's healthy to be fat. You ever see this? Now, fat people are going around saying, it's, we got to be. I like my fat. I like my fat. It's beautiful and it's healthy. I exercise every day. It is not healthy. When you are 400, size, 400 pounds the size of a couch that you can't even fit on a couch to sleep, it is not healthy. Here's a young guy, had a little career going and everything, and now he's dead. That's not healthy. You can't watch these shows and say it's healthy. Well, we don't know. They're doing an autopsy. Maybe there was something else involved. Oh. Right now, it looks like he just <laughs> fell off the couch, couldn't breathe, and died. We should buy that couch and open up a uh, Fat Boy Museum. I'm thinking of doing it because i got to find another business. I'm getting out of this. Anybody want to come in on that with me? There's Fred right away, my partner. Yeah, good they, for you. Yeah, had even made it into the movies. They had a part in Crush Groove in 1986, and then they had starring roles, the Fat Boys did, in uh, something called Disorderlies. It was a flop, but you can sometimes see it on a, one of those uh, pay channels on cable. Oprah is replacing him in the group. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just thought I would uh, say that uh, Darren Robinson uh, no longer with us. <laughs> well, I'm going to miss him. And let's take a break, Robin, come back and get some more of your news. And who knows? We're on schedule. We might even get out of here at a decent time today. That, what do you think of that? That would be novel. Yes. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. 97.1, The Eagle. It's the Howard Stern Show. Join us on the E! Show tonight. Guess who's the criminal part one? Oh. It's a great show. Don't miss tonight's must-see episode when I attempt to prove my uncanny ability to identify persons with a criminal history just by looking at them. You never continued. It will continue tonight. Honey. You were supposed to do all races. And I gave up on black people. I don't know how that happened, you Robin. You started and ended with that. <laughs> you didn't remind me, in all fairness. That was your job. Hey, i got to remind you. Yep. I don't have to remind you about girls. Now, I'm reading this article about me in the Globe about how I suffered with mental illness. Yes. But it doesn't mention that I have a new book out. It doesn't? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't do me any good. Well, how did, what, are they acting like they were investigative reporters? Yeah. 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 America's favorite shock jock reveals dark demons that drove him to the brink in his new book, it could say. It doesn't say that? No. And I just read the whole article and it doesn't say I have a new book out. Oh. Those guys suck. That's pretty wrong. Yeah. They didn't dig up that material themselves. Yeah, it makes it seem like I was hiding it. And I forgot to talk to Rob Zombie's girlfriend about it. Oh, that's right. Maybe I'll meet with her later. Oh, well. Well, you know what I think is kind of cool in the newspaper now? Every day there's a different picture of Hugh Grant standing next to his girlfriend. You know, the guy who got the uh, sodomy or fellatio? He was uh, with a prostitute. We yeah. know that for sure. So now his whole career is just, they try to take pictures of him and his girlfriend and together. And he looks uncomfortable and she looks stunning. Yeah. And <laughs> what's great about it is, the reason, now, you got to ask yourself, why are they taking these pictures of them? You know why? Because 
No one could believe that she has to stay with him. Yeah. After he got, you know, fellatio from a, a, a black hooker. And you know that that wasn't the only time. And right. you wonder if he's still doing it. <laughs> yeah. So the press is always happy to see them together. So it's fun to see those pictures of them together. Well, it's interesting to me. It's made her a huge star. Yeah. He gets a little fellatio and she's a big star. Because yeah. <laughs> now I'm watching her, you know, like she became the spokeswoman for some big cosmetics company. Yeah. And they've got uh, commercials of her all over the TV. Yeah. And that's the only reason you know her. Because yeah. her boyfriend sleeps with prostitutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Hookers. Whores. Whores. Anyway, you were saying, you're going on with the news. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yes, yes. Sometimes I have an observation in the news. Well, very good. Thank I you. don't know which way to go. The news is so terrible. Just do happy right. stories. Well, I, you know, that's what I was thinking. Maybe I should do these wacky stories. They've been piling up. Yeah, just do some good wacky... Ignore the burning and the yeah, looting. Yeah, you know, and the, the... I can't even figure out what's going on. Some guy burned down a store because he, he hates Jews. But he shot up a bump, bunch of people, and then he burned down a store, and he shot himself. Yeah. They were in an argument with this store because another store is going to be run out of business, so there was supposed to be some kind of boycott. It's a whole thing. But, you know, Forget they just it. found out who he is, and he's got a record, and, you know, whatever. Forget it. It's so too it's complicated. Like, who can figure it out? Let him work it out on the Ricky Lake show. Thank you. A man admitted he had sex with a dead deer. Now, a lot of people gave me this story in Philly to give to you. And drank some of its blood. I've had it for a couple of days, yeah. and I just haven't had a chance to get to it. I figured today was the day. So he had sex with a dead deer? Yeah, well, is he that didn't even the shoot the deer. Listen to this. Yeah. Police are investigating... They were investigating an obnoxious odor, and that's how this all came out. Let me ask you something. Is it a female deer, at least? Well, let me look for, uh, you know, all the details. Or was he weird? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or is he one of them homos? <laughs> they said they had this obnoxious co odor coming from Michael Huzar's Bethel Park apartment earlier this week, and uh, they went inside. Michael Huzar? Yeah. What kind of name is that? I don't know. That's a white guy crime. Black people don't have sex with deer. They don't drag a deer into no, the house. No, they don't. That's a white guy crime. With it. Anyway, uh, he, they came into the apartment and they found a deer carcass inside. It appeared to be four or five days old. Good they caught this guy because you know what's next. <laughs> they, go, they get on to something new. Yeah, he'll start experimenting with uh, other kinds yeah, of Other carcasses. Yeah. Police then called officials from the Pennsylvania Game Commission because Hoosar had a crossbow. I mean, you're not allowed to keep dead animals in your and house? And they speculated that he might oh, have shot the deer with it, which would have violated game laws. Oh, so that's the only law he violated, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's okay to drag the carcass into your house and have sex. <laughs> no, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, you know, like, that would, like, what's the difference between going to the store and bringing home a piece of steak as opposed to having a dead deer laying in your house? They're both dead animals laying in your house. True. Right? But, you know, you think this guy went out and shot the deer, don't you? You should be yes. a lawyer. He did not. I should be a lawyer, right? Lawyer. Yeah, I said, Your Honor. But wait a minute. He didn't shoot the deer. Right. He happened upon the deer, and it came to him. Hey, I could take this home and have sex with it. Oh, so you've never thought of that. <laughs> he wasn't even thinking about shooting a deer. You know, not every, not every guy can be Rob Zombie and have a hit album. <laughs> it's hard to get girls. According to him, he just found the deer. Better he has sex with a deer than like going around with you know dead women and stuff. <laughs> he then told the uh, game commissioner that uh, 
He had sex with the animal's carcass. See, I'm not against that. You know, the Indians believed in using every bit of the animal <laughs> that they killed. <laughs> Even the urine. Percent. <laughs> but can you imagine they're repeating this? No, just tell him you shot the deer, damn it. Right. Why do you tell him, no, 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 I didn't shoot it. I had sex with it. Fred once had, when Fred was growing up in Hartford, he once had sex with a moose, but then he let her go. <laughs> <laughs> he never. But she had pretty eyes. No, but that, that's, so in other words. He also he, admitted that he had. But wait a second. I don't understand something. He had so, drunk some of the blood. So the cops found this deer in his house, and all of a sudden. Thinking. And he blurted out, I've had sex with it? Yeah, because they were saying, you got a crossbow in the house, you probably shot this deer illegally. He goes, no, 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 I didn't shoot the deer, I just had sex with it. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, the guy's got to be retarded. Oh, man. Your Honor? <laughs> <laughs> he was arrested on Tuesday at his home and charged with voluntary deviant... Sexual intercourse, so that is a crime. Yeah, that's something you want on your record. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been arrested, sir? Uh, you know, you apply for a job. Yeah, I had deviant sex. Oh, you, you, all right, we can forgive that. Listen, you're with a woman, you got a little crazy. No, 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 no. A woman? <laughs> As with Bambi. <laughs> wow. They don't tell me the sex of the deer, though. I'm sure it was a girl. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> I don't know. To think of gay sex with a deer is ridiculous. That's wrong. <laughs> so they arrested him for that? Well, yeah, he had to be charged. He was being held in the Allegheny County Jail. You know, it doesn't seem that weird. Can you imagine being in jail? You got a bunch of guys around you. What are you in for? <laughs> Short eyes. Oh. You know, yeah, because you know, like in prison, they beat up guys who are like child molesters. Imagine when they find out you had sex with You're a deer. Deer molesters. Oh, but you know what's weird? It doesn't sound that strange knowing guys because, like, look at guys have sex with like those um, those penis pumps and stuff. True. Yeah, and plastic dolls. Plastic dolls. I've had that. So. Probably a deer feels more like the real thing. <laughs> I mean, when you consider guys. But I mean, not that I've done why that. Why would you drag a dead deer home and keep it for four or five days? I mean, what, did he fall in love? Well, maybe. You never been lonely? <laughs> I mean, because he must have noticed the smell. I don't know. Jackie, can you move that lamp? It's in my eyes. What lamp? Uh, he's got a lamp that he uh, has by him. Oh. Thank you. Is that better? Yeah, thanks. I just thought that was one strange story. Oh, you're right about that. <laughs> Here's another strange story. A man bit off another man's ear during a barroom brawl, <laughs> then swallowed it when com police confronted him. Wow. And the, the guy probably wants his ear back to see if they can reattach it, so they're probably waiting for him to excrete it. Stephen Sutton still had the ear in his mouth when police arrived and refused to spit it out. Wow. The whole ear. He sucked it in and out of his mouth several times before swallowing it. Wow. Ooh, this sounds like a horror film. He's going to be at the White Zombie Show in Philly Civic Center. <laughs> the police said this is a first. Definitely a first. So he just swallowed the guy's ear. Wow. Fred did that once. <laughs> Fred has done everything, everything once, according once. to you. Hopefully they'll grow him another one on a mouse's back. <laughs> That's the only way he'll get one now. Let's take a break. I'll continue to fiddle around with my underpants. Underpants. And my dress. Yeah, no, no, they're fine. And I'll get into the real stories, I guess. Let's we'll talk about what's that seemed real. going on. Real. All right, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Howard Stern Show. 97.1, The Eagle. Yeah. Oh, we're back with the Howard Stern.
here's Howard. tonight. Guess who's the criminal, Robin? And uh, let's get back to news. All right. Speaking of that uh, Harlem incident, it happened on Friday. Big shooting and fire at a Harlem store that was uh, the scene of a lot of controversy because it wanted to expand into the business of another store. Yeah. There was a boycott in including the likes of the Reverend Al Sharpton. Sharpton, however, says the man who has now been identified as the shooter and the killer is someone he did not recognize or um, by name or by uh, picture. Hmm. They say that, uh, you know, he didn't know who he was. However, people think he was part of this uh, protest. Anyway, the thing that uh, I wanted to bring up here is that they uh, seem to think it was a racially motivated crime. One of the people who survived says that the guy ordered all the brothers to leave. Mm -hmm. And then when this guy, who was Indian, tried to walk out, he goes, no, not you. You're a Jew. Mm, boy. You stay. Well, <laughs> so. uh, the Jews rioting today over this? <laughs> no. Uh, look. I don't know if that's a pertinent question. So what? So let, let me get this straight, because I really don't understand the whole thing. So let me ask a couple of questions. Reverend Al Sharpton is up there in Harlem boycotting this business because it's Jewish-owned? It is expanding and running a black business out. Some uh, oh. next-door business is going to have to leave for whatever reason. So, in other words, he's going to intimidate businesses that are doing well. Like, why is it their fault that they're doing well? In other words, you have to purposely do bad so that the black business will Even do well? Even if you're doing well, you cannot grow. Right. Because you might grow into somebody else's business. Has Reverend Al Sharpton ever worked a day in his life? Has he ever... Well, that's a silly question. Yeah, has he ever... Has he ever... It's rhetorical. Has he ever uh, actually worked at a business where you try to make a living and try to uh, do well? And what is Reverend Al Sharpton saying? That, does he want all of the white-owned businesses to leave Harlem? You know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If a white man opens a business up if there... If he was trying to leave, he'd be bad. Right. If he's trying to expand, he's bad. What, what is it that the, the Reverend wants there, that all decent businessmen should leave the, the Harlem so that it can be a wreck, so it can be like Newark, New Jersey, where black people can't even find a supermarket to shop in because all the white businessmen left? Well, there's always this argument that somehow the black businesses are, or the businesses in the black communities are taken up by other people and then they take their, their money out of the community. Yeah. Well, so what? So open your own business. Who's stopping you? You know, for God's sake. It's very old argument. And this form may of... May or may not have any merit. Who knows? And this form of racketeering, which is what I call it, where, where a bunch of uh, people, so-called reverends, get together and start boycotting businesses because they're expanding, is absolutely despicable. Yes. Uh, your dad's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. Good. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Uh, what happened there? This building is owned by a black church. Right. And, what, and they subleased the, the bottom space to this clothing store. Mm -hmm. Right. At the same time, next to the clothing store was a record shop that's been there for many years. Right. Now, the lease on the record shop is up. Mm -hmm. And also, the church decided to renovate the place, and they're taking the clothing store, and they're moving part of it. They're taking over the record shop to make a larger store. At the same time, they offered the record shop a different location, which they refused to take. Right. Now, this is a normal real estate 
transaction that happens every place and everywhere. Well, what does Reverend Al Sharpton have to do with that's nothing? The, that's the crazy thing about this. Uh, nothing was done uh, outside of a, a normal real estate practice. Right. But he wanted to look like a hero. And it had nothing to do with the white uh, ownership because the building was owned by a black church. Right. But they're blaming Freddie. Right. Well, because there's a white man involved. Black church is doing this. They're blaming. Well, that's the Reverend Sharpton. That's because they don't even know the facts of the thing and they weren't even involved. All they know is that the man had a store there for 20 years. And what happens is they get this guy, this lunatic, Completely revved up, up. Yeah. riled up. The right. white man is killing him. The Jews right. are killing him. Right. Everyone's beating him up. There was no reason for them to pick it there. In fact, uh, the association, this is normal practice that's done in real estate. They give him another location. What's the big deal? So you go, go block. Right. Over yeah, nobody's ever changed locations before. Right. And uh, probably the record store is holding out because they, uh, they're looking for a little uh, money themselves. And all the people that were killed in there were Latinos. Right. Yes. Young people, 19, 20-year-old people who had not, nothing to involved with this whole thing. I mean, it was, it was a whole ridiculous thing, and they never... They have to be careful what they pick and what they do, because they're, they're causing these problems for no reason. Yeah, well, that's Reverend but Al Sharpton. That's, that's, everything gets reduced to race. Listen, I know Reverend Al Sharpton. Uh, you meet the guy, and he's like a really... You know, he seems like you a like real sensible... You like him. He's him. a real sensible guy, but he goes out half-cocked, running around with all these causes, and doesn't even know what the situation is, and then when he finds out what the situation is, he still runs around half-cocked because he can't say he's wrong. Listen, he has a, a limited agenda. That's his agenda. And right. anywhere he is, if any kind of problem where somebody is being moved or something, he Where there are up. headlines to be had. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's despicable. Okay. All right, thanks. Meanwhile, uh, things don't get any better when you look elsewhere. In Fayetteville, North Carolina, two Fort Bragg soldiers were arrested on Thursday and charged with murdering two people in what police say was a racially motivated attack. <laughs> Stop it, Jackie. Uh, these two military guys were out drinking, they seem to think. And uh, got a little drunk, and I guess because they were together and supporting each other, promoting each other, they seemed to have just walked out of this bar or establishment where they were drinking, randomly found a couple of black people and killed them. It all starts with drinking. That's what they say, Howard. Nelson <laughs> Wright Jr. and James Burnmeister. Burnmeister. Both with, yes, both with the 82nd Airborne Division were each charged with two counts of first-degree murder. So two white guys who got drunk and yeah. went out and killed some black guys? Investigators searched their homes or searched the home of one of the soldiers um, and they found a Nazi flag, a West German flag, a bomb-making book, and pamphlets that appeared to be uh, to describe the white supremacist party. You know, when I was in high school, I used to go to friends' houses sometimes, and whenever I'd see that kind of stuff, I knew it was trouble. <laughs> you saw stuff like this in friends' homes? No. Oh, going to say, who are you hanging around? Yeah. I'd rather be caught with a dead deer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it just seems like they just got it into their heads that night that they were going to do that because there was no altercation. These people who were killed were walking in their own neighborhood. Wow. So it was a. Uh... Was Reverend Al Sharpton involved? No. Mm, Reverend Al right. wasn't there for that one. All right. Michael Jackson seems to be getting better. Duh. <laughs> like there was something wrong with him. <laughs> they say he's on solid food. I, I thought they... you said when you said he was getting better, he didn't want to hang around with little boys anymore. No, no. <laughs> We're talking about his immediate medical condition, not oh. his uh, long term <laughs> situation. <laughs> <laughs> they say yesterday they refused, they banned all visitors to give him an opportunity to rest. 
but his condition was upgraded from serious to stable and improving. It's a miracle. And like I said, he's on solid food, and he had a lot of visitors. His wife has been in. Uh, Diana Ross stopped by. His wife. <laughs> what else am I going to call it? Well, whatever you want. Uh, you're right. You're a news person. You have to say the legal term, wife. So uh, there, they, there you have it. He's still in, but they say he could be moved from intensive care today. You think like Lisa Marie got there and she got so horny she had to have him, so she like they had sex in the hospital bed? <laughs> or do you think that she? I don't think when he's completely healthy. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know why you're saying that. You don't know that. You're not uh, there. I just can't imagine it. Why you got to put him down? <laughs> why you have to? Why do you have to ridicule him? Look, this is a guy who, as far as I can tell, he must have been a virgin until this past year. Really? Interesting that you say that. You know a lot. Hee <laughs> 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 Let me take a break, Robin. You can uh, finish your newscast. Thank you. Uh, after these short words. You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. Stay right there. 97.1, The Eagle. Yeah. You're listening to the Howard Stern Show. Once again, Howard Stern. I, uh, I taped uh, Saturday Night Live so I could see Silver Chair. Yeah. That's that group of 16-year-olds. Uh, the drummer's 15 and the, the lead singer's 16. <laughs> and they were really good. Where, did you see them? Yeah, yeah, I were... tried to stay up to look at it and I fell asleep. They were really good. I want to see them. Yeah. They were really good and they uh, they look 16. <laughs> they don't look they older. They look every bit of their age. Yeah, it's really weird to see like that. I mean, they even look young in the videos. Yeah, but the songs were all good. I only saw one song. You know, that hit song they have. Right. Whatever that is, it was really good. Fat boy? Yeah. Fat boy, fat boy. <laughs> but the kid's 16 and it really pisses you off. <laughs> How could he be that good? And they don't like anybody talking about that they're 16. I know. They sort of try to hide them even in the video. Well, it's sort of not cool. It's almost like Dino, Desi, and Billy, you know? It's like two little punks. <laughs> is this a flash in the pants? The drummer's 15. He's barely, you know, he was born 15 years ago. Now he's a rock star. But it's, you can see, like, the lead singer doesn't even shave. <laughs> and he's got baby fat. But they're real good. So, But it does bother me that they're 16. I can't... It, I know what they mean. You get into it. Yeah. I have the album and everything, and I really dig the album. But it does. it, it is in the back of my mind that they're 16. And I go, they got to be shallow. <laughs> These lyrics can't How mean can anything. be writing yeah. deep songs? Right. But they're doing it. So, who am I to pass judgment? <laughs> I pass judgment on everyone. But anyway, Robin, let's finish the news. All right, where was I? Oh, O.J. Simpson. There's a... You got a problem with him? <laughs> Lots. Really? There's an article in the tabloids this week... That he killed two people? No, that O.J.'s daughter is terrified of him and haunted by nightmares of her mother's grisly slaying. <laughs> Gee, who would have guessed that? You're talking about the little white kid. I'm talking about Nicole's daughter. Yeah, Sydney, the white one. <laughs> not, the, not the two black kids. They're not scared of him. <laughs> They grew up in a rougher neighborhood. You are so racially sensitive. Hey, I'm just trying to... I'm just, I just want people to know who you're talking about. The little white kids. I'm talking about his 10-year-old daughter. I think that's yeah, specific the white enough. One. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> 
I'm wearing a dress. Her in the magazine is saying, Daddy, I don't want to see you no more. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like a white kid. <laughs> see? Hey, Daddy, I don't want to see you no more. <laughs> That's why I said, why, why deal with all these labels? Mm, you're absolutely right. Apparently, Justin, the youngest, has no problem with his father and seeing his father. Sydney is plagued by nightmares of Daddy killing Mommy. Maybe she saw it. She's expressed these views in talks with uh, Orange County social workers. Can you imagine OJ's kids go to Orange County social workers? <laughs> like they can't even afford a therapist or something? No, I'm sure that the state is involved. Oh, I see. In terms of, oh. you know, trying to determine what's going on here. Usually the social workers are the ones who give, you know, give the kids over to the parent anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but they're expected to be involved in the upcoming civil trial against her father, according to the Star. You know, I was thinking about this whole thing. You know who should write a book about this? The little kid, the 10-year-old. I'd buy her book about her nightmares of her father. She was in the house sleeping yeah. that night. I want to read her story. $4.8 I'm offering right now. <laughs> You'll publish that. Book. Yeah, I would like to publish that. By Sydney uh, Simpson. The one thing you didn't mention in the cell phone story is, you know, this blow-up headline they have here. Critics contend it's not unusual to see city officials with cell phones pressed to their ears just a few feet from regular telephones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just they prefer the cellular phone to the regular wired phone. I got to get that kid to write a book. I'm telling you, there's money in that. See dad. See dad kill. See dad kill mom. See dad kill mom's friend who was just delivering some glasses. See the ice cream melting on the counter. See the cops collect tons of evidence and my dad still goes free because the country's racially screwed up. I'll write the book for her. She just has to sign her name to it. <laughs> what else is in the news, Robin? Anything? or? Yes, Max Kinkle has finally made it into David Hinckley's column. He was lobbying to do so. Max, the man who uh, does the overnights here at K-Rock right now, is lobbying for a contract with K-Rock. It's funny that David Hinckley would write a nice column about Max Kinkle. Yeah. But me, he can't think of anything nice to say. There's nothing to react no. to with Max. Max, Max is perfectly good. We have good. no idea what Max thinks or right. does. Right. That's good. We like that. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> David Hinckley's a big fan of that. <laughs> While WXRK is in no hurry to pick a permanent host for the wee hour shift. Why should they be? <laughs> Max Kinkle is lobbying hard to make them do so. He's been doing the 2 to 6 a.m. K-Rock spot. Left vacant by the death of Allison Steele. Can you really get a good contract if you have to beg the station to get the listeners to call in to give you a contract? Are you really in a good bargaining position? He sounds like he enjoys it. He sounds like a logical lead-in to Howard Stern. That's what Kinkle, uh, Hinkley writes here. Well, Hinkley's a program director. Didn't you know that? <laughs> he's, he's programmed a lot of successful radio Not stations. Not that you need any help, he does yeah. throw in. Right. And he sounds like he's deep into politics these days. <laughs> A bulldog on veterans' issues, and no fan of Bill Clinton. Well, I'm a big fan of Max, so I hope he does get the uh, leader show. I could use him as a leader. Well, this morning I heard Max ranting on the air that uh, they want pressure, so he's going to give them pressure. Well, I, you know what? I don't think anybody knows he's ranting on the air. It's up to us to play it. I'm going to play it tomorrow. I'm going to have Max. I'm going to invite Max in here, and we'll play his rant. Good, because he's been mounting this campaign, and I think it's falling on deaf ears. <laughs> Don't you sign out deaf? 
<laughs> well, they have Andre Gardner, our program director. Oh, oh, Andre. Oh, yeah, I didn't <laughs> know his last in name. The paper, right. and he says, I don't feel any pressure to make a decision. <laughs> They think Max has done a fine job filling in, and he's one of the candidates. Wow. Maybe Max ought to just toe the line a little bit. I'll advise him tomorrow. Well, yeah, you try to figure out what he should do. All right. But he's been carrying on for a couple of weeks now, and finally got into the column in the newspaper anyway. Robert, should I spend the rest of the day thinking about Max? what Max should do, or should I just spend a little time with I him? think you ought to ponder, yeah. I see, okay. I think yeah. this is a tough one. Yeah, well, we better go home then, because I have to go think. <laughs> Also in the news, Spike Lee is coming to TV. Oh, no. He's going to be developing a pilot for CBS. He says there are too many cartoonish sitcoms about black life and not enough black dramas on TV. <laughs> Listen to this guy. <laughs> they always, he always finds something. <laughs> He's never motivated by yeah. a, a desire to tell a story. Right. He's always motivated black. by some political thing. He, he always sounds angry. I mean, you can't be angry with TV. I can't find white people on TV anymore. I tuned in those Billboard Awards. I tuned in the Billboard Awards. There was one white group on there. All black people. I tune in TV. Tons of black people. Black people. This. But you would think it would. Uh, you would think the country was populated only by black people. And now Spike Lee has found the problem. <laughs> you would think there was a coup in this country, and black people took over. <laughs> Even on the news, I can't find a white newscaster. And they, Spike Lee. Spike true. Lee has figured out that this. There's no black people. But in. it always cracks me up. He doesn't like what's on there now. Right. It wasn't like he decided he had a good concept for a TV show. Right. He just looked at TV and decided he didn't like it, and he's going to write one. Can I tell you what he really did? What? He took a look at the movie business and saw that there wasn't any for him anymore. <laughs> and no one's willing to finance that garbage he puts out. And now he's got to go to TV, <laughs> where his show will bomb. This is, uh, this is a sure sign that it won't make it. Because black people never watched his movies. Well, they reject you know, his movies. It's always funny to me that uh, these TV shows that people crusade and campaign for, the reason they have to crusade for them is because nobody's watching them. Of course. You, see, you see things clearly. It's Fred who doesn't. <laughs> well, first... He's working on a pilot hmm. called Slim's Table that uh, looks oh. at uh, older black men oh. who gather every day at a Greek restaurant and talk about life. Hey, you know what that's called? Do the right thing. <laughs> the same movie. It's those guys who sat across the street from the yeah. pizza parlor. First he ruins movies, now he's going to ruin TV. Nanny's going to come into radio, I know it. There's not enough serious black radio shows. <laughs> this is a drama but, it, drama, but it doesn't mean that it's devoid of humor. I see. And who's going to write the humor? <laughs> oh, he, he says, uh, I look at all these comedies and I won't name names, but they're not about us. Mm -hmm. So there. He's now going to fix everything. Well, good. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Guarantee I give him three weeks and they throw it off the air. Guaranteed. He cannot write a commercial success. He took the greatest story in the world, the story of Malcolm X, one of the greatest leaders of all time. You told me you liked that movie. Didn't like it. I lied to you. <laughs> yeah, I like it if I'm on acid. <laughs> Tell the truth. You I do not like it. You here off the air and nope. you told me you liked that. No, I did not. You I would tell you right now. Fine film. Nope. I said it was his best film. <laughs> but that don't mean it was good. It was just an hour and a half too long. Go ahead. He fell in love with his own work. Change history now. Sure. They're changing the uh, lineup. 
on whatever night Roseanne comes on, Tuesday, instead of her usual time slot, they're putting her on at 9.30. Why? Why? Because two characters on the show, one of them played by um, Sandra Martin Mull. Oh, Martin Mull. Is getting married. He's gonna, you know, he's a gay character, and he's gonna marry another man on the show that night. So they want to move it to nine thirty. So instead of its usual time slot, they're flipping it with uh, Coach and putting it on at nine thirty. What if Coach gets married to a man? <laughs> well, what would they do then? I mean, is they're making they out have or anything? A real dilemma. Just two guys they getting married. They felt that the adult humor within the show was more appropriate at a later time period, where there are fewer children. Police. They should have an all-fag night. That's what I say. Yeah, Go gay the whole night. All-fag TV. I got, nothing, I got no problem. Fag Friday, somebody. Fag Friday. Can't miss TV. FTV. Must be TV. Right. Well, yeah, they've decided that's a little too adult to be on earlier in the evening. Cookus Tuesday. <laughs> Anything else, Robin? Yes. Uh, number one at the movies again this week. Toy Story. Oh, I could have been a potato in there. <laughs> oh, Bob Nichols. <laughs> Number two was the Steve Martin, Father of the Bride 2. Oh. He's a comic. I could be a father, too. Sadly, the uh, firebomb victim, the man, the token booth clerk who was caught in that firebombing yes. and rushed to a hospital, he died. So, the firebombing incident is now a murder incident, and they say there have been a couple more attacks. Unbelievable. The oh, society has decayed. Toll booth. First Roseanne's going gay, now this. Of course, they still want to blame the movie Money Train. Well, they shouldn't. These deviants who do these kinds of things are uh, not they're influenced deviants. by movies. Yeah, they're deviants. That's all they are. It doesn't matter what they see. They're exactly. going to do something bad. Thank you, Rob. So, uh, that's good. what happens. Uh, thank goodness in those two other fire attacks, uh, the token booth clerks were able to escape and not receive serious injuries. So that's what's happening. Thank you, Robin, for that very thorough and informative report. Also, tune in the e-show tonight. Guess who's the criminal? Part one. You do not want to miss this. Robin Quivers is in uh, Playboy this month, giving a very in-depth answer to 20 questions, 20 most interesting questions. When you read it, you will not believe what you see. Oh, stop it. You and, uh, every word of it, didn't you? I didn't believe a word of it. Also, uh... My book is on sale. It has become the number one Christmas gift of all time. Yes. Read it and learn. Jackie the Joke Man Martling. Last three days to get his 90-minute video, Who Farted I Smelt It? Only $15 plus $4 shipping and handling. A Yuletide special buy two, get one free. Guaranteed Christmas delivery. Call 1-800-323-KING to get Sergeant Pecker, Jackie's latest masterpiece. And Joe Clan's internet address call 516 I believe Sergeant Pecker is the most defining moment in Jackie's career. My masterwork! <laughs> King Norris returns to the Long Island Brewing Company in Jericho, Long Island this Saturday. That's Fred's band. Yes! Boy Gary comes to South Philadelphia this Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. at Foreman Mills Clothing Store on the corner of Swanson and Wolf. And when he gets there, I don't well, know what he'll do. <laughs> Go see and then report back to us. Uh, Gary says he's going to drag a dead deer into the store and have sex with it. <laughs> 
Don't miss Stuttering John appearing in Tony and Tina's wedding every Wednesday and Thursday night for information. And to get a signed copy of John's CD, call 201-942-OUCH. Rob Zombie and White Zombie at the Philly Civic Center, December 13th. If you're planning a wedding or party and you need a DJ, call Scott the Engineer's Rocket Entertainment at 718-BAG-5040. Everybody 